3: What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D Loman kc And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully, you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of Kings News delivered right here to your mobile device it doesn't matter if you're subscribing through apple spotify google play it doesn't matter if you're subscribing through stitcher or the odyssey app you'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device and if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show please do particularly on apple podcasts as i know that's where most of you are listening from if you could hit the five-star review if you think we're worth it it only takes a split second and if you could leave a review that would be great as well the reviews cool again it only takes a couple of seconds to do that but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five star button man we really appreciate you for being here with us and enjoy the show i'm not playing any music don't we don't need any don't we don't need any opening music today don't play no damn music sorry young zell we love you we, lo- nobody, we love nobody ain't nobody playing basketball around here ain't no need to play music it's 12 o'clock hand me the credit card by the way it's uh it's deadline day could you hand me the credit card yeah, we yeah, got, yeah, 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 appreciate you appreciate yeah. you um so it's twelve, and other than cash considerations, that's what the Sacramento Kings have done uh, following a, a loss to a team that now has a win percentage of point one four zero. No, th- thank you. We didn't. We didn't do our open bit and it th- threw everybody off. But no, that's fine. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. Um, feels like the Dallas Mavericks uh, are, are are trying to get better. Uh, OKC made a couple of moves. Good for them. Uh, of course, OKC is in a in a bit of a different tier. Um, Phoenix made a couple of moves. Teams around Sacramento uh, have made a couple of moves that lost to Detroit last night. The Kings have gotten no help over the last three days, even when they were winning games. Phoenix was winning games. The Pelicans were winning games. There were teams winning games around them. Mm-hmm. And... They've gotten no help over the last three days and then the drop one to the Detroit Pistons last three games, excuse me, so that loss they had to the Detroit Pistons uh, on a night where uh, I think Phoenix beat Milwaukee, Golden State beat Philadelphia, all that did was drop Sacramento from five to seven. Mm. Uh, And now with the moves that the Dallas Mavericks have made, you start to look at the Mavericks a little bit, Sacramento Kings got a game and a half on them and you wonder what that looks like moving forward. The Los Angeles Lakers didn't make any moves. Chris Haynes laid that out uh, in a tweet about how they're going to stand pat to, 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 to the offseason. Uh, you've got uh, the Utah Jazz right now who are about four back uh, from Sacramento. They're in the 10th spot. And then you got the Golden State Warriors looming five games back from uh, the Sacramento Kings from the 7th spot to the to the 11th spot.
4: I, I mean, I, look, man, I'm, I'm usually the one – that comes in here it's like, nah, like I look at the big picture, got to look at what's going on. You know, don't be so reactionary. You know, it's a lot – these things happen in the league. said, so That's usually me and that's usually how I feel. And I know you just laid out the bigger picture just now, but I, last night was a joke. Mm. Last night was a joke, man. I, and there's no other way to put it. You led a team that came in here with six wins – Coming in your house, drop one thirty plus two. Two of their best players, I'd say, as Stewart, two, three of their best players weren't even suited up. You let a guy in Killian Hayes, who, who we talk about, you know, <laughs> on a uh, sore ankle. Yes. This guy, he said, I want to be
3: out of here. Yeah, Killian, Can't play playing, I don't
4: know how long.
3: Killian Hayes don't have a job right now. Yeah, Killian that Hayes. Release. Killian Hayes don't have a team.
4: Jalen Dern was out in. I like I don't know yeah, uh, you know what I mean I mean,
3: I last, sure didn't see any Jaden Ivy jokes on the timeline oh, last night Th- thirty seven to zero no one was firing off any tweets last night cooked about the Detroit the Pistons last night cooked em. hey, but salute Kyle Matson's pregame video, boy, that was all over the internet, oh man alerts and, about that this hey, morning and and it was clever. I can't even get I can't even get
4: mad at Kings brass front Kings basketball ops whoever game day ops can't get that was clever that's what you're supposed to do mm. that's what you're supposed to do mm. when you have a team that's nine games over five hundred going up against a team that has six wins who knew that they would lose the game who knew they would you like, like no nah, man we should we should be past the point where we uh we you know we can't do that because you know how the Kings are they might lose I man come on man. Come on.
3: We're not. You watch this team all year. This team's lost to Detroit. That's a joke, man.
4: That's a joke. And and look, you guys know I love I love all these guys on this team. I love the team. I love the players. Malik is my guy. Zero's my guy. And we heard him last year or last night, and he talked about he didn't like the booze. And mm-hmm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I empathize with that. I understand that. But you guys got to wear that. You got to wear that. And I'm not even a guy that boos. I don't really do all that mm-hmm. or whatever. But I'm not going to get on any of the fans for booing what happened last night. You got to wear that. I know you work hard, Malik. I know the team works hard. Nobody's trying to lose all this other stuff. And you don't like being booed. Well, don't nobody like riding for you guys day after day. Mm-hmm. And what you think? What you think? We, we talking to Bonte Hill every day about this team. Nah, they good. They cool. They cool. And y'all come out, lose to the Pistons? And we got to answer those questions mm-hmm. as fans and as media members. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to boo because they frustrated with with the, with the ridiculous performance last night, that was, a, that was a joke. Love those guys. That was a joke, man. That can't happen. And once again, this is what I say all the time when I talk about coaching the kids and all. Malik don't like it or they don't like what we got to say today or what people got to say. What you want us to say? What you want us to say? You want us to be like, nah, it's cool. Like, that's cool. That's, it's, it's okay that you lost to a six-win team at home after you just came off a, a, a road trip where you went five and two. It's cool. It's good. Th- that's what you want us to say? I would, If I'm in that locker room, I know it's different and all this other stuff, the NBA players, that's, I would be the first one saying that's embarrassing. I'd be the first one saying that's a joke.
3: So you get mad because people – You wouldn't say it's one loss in the loss no. column? Hell no.
4: Hell no. Is it, does it end your season all that? No, we all know that. But that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. They should be embarrassed for that performance last night. That's embarrassing. I know I'd be embarrassed.
3: I think some of them are. I don't think all of them are.
5: Mm.
3: I think some of them are, though. I think you could tell who is. Mm. I don't know if they're embarrassed or they're mad. And then there are some the that same. I don't think care. Like, I think Domas is angry. I think Malik is angry. I know Mike is angry. Mm-hmm. Mike made that very clear. I think Malik did too. You listen to Domas. You, the, the, the way Domas talks, you can tell when he's upset. Mm-hmm. That's all. And 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 then I, I nothing phases hey. five, so you just keep him
5: moving.
4: Well, look, man, and I, and I got I got to talk about him, man. I got to talk about him. You know how I feel about him as a ball player and, and what I think he could be and all this other stuff. You want to be in that upper echelon? Maybe he does. I don't know. But people want to talk about him in that upper echelon. That that can't happen last night.
3: But that's us. That's not him.
4: That Either way, it that's can't happen.
3: I, I, I don't disagree. It can't
4: happen. You got 12 points against the Pistons while this young boy over here on Detroit was lighting your ass up. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do nothing to stop it. Lighting your ass up in your house. You can't you can't be in that upright like all the I I hate to say it, all the all star snubbing that's gotta go out the window. That's gotta go out the window at this point. That game can't ever happen.
3: Yeah, there's a there's a deeper discussion to have about De'Aaron Fox. Um because I you know, you look at the game he had last night, and we'll take his postgame remarks out of the equation and just look at what he did last night. Five or fourteen uh twelve points uh, to go along with seven assists and three rebounds. It feels like those 12s and 14s and 15s, if it feels like they're starting to happen a lot, it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not Will Z, but I ran the numbers. And, man, something happened at the turn of the calendar year because mm. there is a drastic difference between 2023 De'Aaron Fox and 2024 De'Aaron Fox. Mm. And we'll run that. We'll, we'll have those for you here coming up in just a couple of minutes. And that's all compounded by the fact you've got Denver at home tomorrow. You got Denver on the second night of a back-to-back as they're playing what's surely going to be a, uh, an emotional game for the Los Angeles Lakers today, who didn't make any deals. But it is 2-24-24. They're unveiling the Kobe statue. Uh, it's a huge day in Los Angeles. You got Oklahoma City after that on Super Bowl Sunday at a 12, uh, a 12 o'clock tip in OKC with 12 o'clock hard time. And then you got Phoenix and Denver all before the All-Star break. Phoenix, who made deals. Denver, who's the defending champion. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma City, who's going to be in a similar mood that Cleveland was in. Doesn't mean they'll uh, have the same result that Cleveland did, but OKC is a team that's at the top of the conference and can't beat the Sacramento Kings. And I guarantee you, they think about that, they talk about that.
4: They're going to be ready to light the Kings up on Sunday.
3: And if the Kings aren't there to respond, if all of the Kings Mm -hmm. aren't there to respond... Man, this this thing could spiral pretty quickly. Yeah, we yeah, could okay. we could be preparing. <laughs> I, t- I, t- I told this to Jill Adge last night. I'll put it on the show. We we we, could, we should all start mentally preparing for a Kings Warriors playing matchup. Oh man! Oh man! Yeah, Nothing, nothing's yeah. Off the let table. that let that sink in.
4: Nothing's off the table with this group.
3: They might be on the road for and that. And by the way, if we get in the Kings Warriors, I'm I'm sick. <laughs> I'm like the dude down the hall. I got the flu for the week. <laughs> I'll see y'all. Dude down the- can't make it today, man. Sorry. Yeah, man. I ain't man. dealing with that again.
4: I mean, the 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 front frustrating thing, even like you said, you saw it from from certain people last night, is they don't take anything personally. Like if, I'll put it to you like this. Like, what we're saying right now, they might take that personally.
5: Mm.
4: But they don't take personally the fact that somebody, some second-year player came in here and busted your ass. Mm-hmm for 37 mm-hmm. and had you looking crazy. They take the wrong stuff personally. Mm. The wrong stuff. They take everything but what matters personally. And that is frustrating to say the least. And like I said, this ain't no turncoat or nothing like that. I love De'Aaron Fox. Fy- I love everybody on that team. I really like that team. Bunch of good guys. Bunch of, bunch of good guys to root for. I still think... They have the capability to be what the team that we all thought they could be, but we gotta deal in reality right now. They're not that right now. They're not that. You know what I mean? And who who knows? Who knows what you're getting the second half of this season? The the metaphorical second half mm-hmm. of the season with this group. You just don't know. Like they may end up being eight, nine games over five hundred, whatever the case may be. But you don't know what you're getting with this. And eight, because, nine
3: games over 500 will probably put you in uh, potentially six or seven or eight yeah, spot. Yeah. That's what you're looking and, at.
4: And and that's that's the the, the biggest things, the biggest and, – and run DMG says, you all crying Kings will beat Denver on Friday. It's, it's not – probably so. I don't care. The problem is they don't take things personally, in my opinion. They don't take the game personally. They don't take the, the losses
3: Personal. Well, some of them do. I was going to say I don't some think that's of them the do. case for all of them. Some of them do, but not everybody. Like not as a
4: collective, personally. do they take things personally and say, "You know what? That's unacceptable," or "I'm I'm embarrassed by what happened."
3: I feel like we're beating around the bush, man. I don't think it's them collectively. I think we're talking about one guy.
4: Well, I mean, could be talking about a couple guys.
3: Well, we could be. I don't know, yeah. but we don't we don't hear from HB enough to know. We I don't know. I, if Keegan was mad, I don't think I know. Mm-hmm. But I saw Domas last night, and I saw Malik last night. I saw Mike Brown last night. Those are those are those are those are three pretty important components to this team. Mm-hmm. And then I saw DeAaron. One of those things was not like the other. And that's that's Fox. And that's DeAaron. Like he's not changing. He's not changing. It's, it's, it is who he is. And once again,
4: if anybody has a problem with what's being said right now or anything, what do you want us to say? How many times this year have we come in to these studios and be like, "Man, it's the league. It happens. You know, these mm-hmm. things happen." Or you yep. know, it's the looking at the bigger picture. Chicago. And they they blew a twenty-two yep. point lead, but they're playing good basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, all this. How many times have we said that?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: We said it numerous times this year. What do you want us to say after last night? Mm-hmm. What are we supposed to say? I'm not gonna lie to the people. I'm not Same. I never lied to the people not one lie, not one time. I'm not gonna lie to them now. That was trash last night. That was a joke. That was a joke. Love those guys. Love the beam team. That was a joke last night.
3: Let's stay here. And it's all compounded by the fact, and it's even more compounded. What happened last night is more compounded by the fact that the trade deadline is coming on. Mm. And by all accounts, Monty McNair has confidence in this roster. Or he has confidence that he can do something in the offseason that will get this team where he wants to go. Cool. That's, that's fantastic. But I don't know where that is for Sacramento this season, right? I don't know. I don't know because again, I, I I told the I told the insiders this. I'll tell you this. I don't think what we saw last night had anything to do with the trade deadline.
4: No, I don't think no, there no.
3: were concerns. I don't think yeah. there were rumblings. I don't think uh, agents had called. I don't. I don't. That. I don't. I don't think that was a thing last night. You did what you have done repeatedly through the season. And we talk about bad basketball teams. We already talked about them losing to Charlotte. I had confidence after the Memphis game. Matt George was furious after the Memphis Mm game. Matt George, hopefully going to join us from Las Vegas in a couple minutes, about 30 minutes. He was furious after that game. And he laid out the reasons why. And my, my, my thing was, the first thing Domas said was, that's unacceptable. We can't play like that against a team like this. Not an insult to those brothers right there, but that wasn't even wasn't even the right, Grizzlies. Even the, yeah. It was the hustle.
4: Yeah, 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 facts.
3: But yet now you go out there against Detroit, a team comparable to where Memphis is at, without their best players as you laid out earlier, and you do it again? How unacceptable was it really? Mm. Domas played a great deal of that game like he was angry.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Malik did. Malik did.
4: And, and look, I, I don't,
3: I don't, and Fox,
4: Fox, that's my boy. That's my boy, Fox, but got to call Spade a Spade. Hey, he didn't show up last night. It, 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 he didn't I, show I, up last night.
3: Fox didn't, and you know what? I have a problem with something Mike did too, hmm. and it's Keegan. And here's here's the issue. I understand Keegan got in foul trouble early, and I understand Keegan, Keegan had no groove whatsoever. You get to that fourth quarter, and Jaden Ivey's doing what he's doing. You have the guy who has been, for the most part, your best defender this year Mm. on your bench. You're in the fourth quarter. He fouls out, he fouls out. To hell, at least you tried. Mm -hmm. Hey, I need you to get out there and deal with that. Mm -hmm. Whatever was wrong in the first three quarters, snap out of it. Go deal with it. I need someone to shut his ass down so we don't lose to the Detroit Pistons at home. Instead, he chose to let him sit there. He goes out there. He fouls out in two minutes. To hell with it. He fouled out. Right. Whatever. Like, all right. That, what, it was not Keegan's night. Mm-hmm. Fine. You tried. I have an issue that Mike let him sit there.
5: Mm.
3: He was getting your ass whooped. And I you agree. let him sit there. This guy was cooking y'all, man. This guy was cooking y'all. And, and once, Hey, minute, don't just, leave him. I don't care what else is happening on the floor. Don't leave that guy. That's it. If you pick up foul five and foul six, well, the hell with it. Fine. Just let him sit there. And as that, you would say, that stupid look on his face, right. just sitting there on the bench, just no sweat, no nothing, just sitting there. And that's the,
4: and that's the, the, it's a microcosm for me, for the story of the team this year. So far, They just let things happen. They just let things happen. <laughs> they, just, they, they never impose their will on an opponent. They just let things happen. And 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 I don't know if this is is quite the uh the correct analogy, but I remember when I was in college, my my coach, we were like really good. We were like 23 and 8 or so. I don't know. We had a really good record. And he called us the happiest team on earth. We really liked mm. each other. We enjoyed being around each other. We enjoyed playing in the games with each other, the practices, the camaraderie. We loved all that. But nobody would ever get pissed off about anything. Like, we would we would lose a, a game to a rival, and we'd just get our stuff, get out of there. All right, we got to go to practice. Like, he was like, you guys are just happy. You guys are so happy being around each other. And when he made the shirt, I understood and I don't know if this team is exactly happy, they like each other, and all this other stuff, but nothing, nothing pisses them off. Nothing. I don't know. Maybe they'll get mad at this, but nothing, nothing gets them in a mode where they're pissed off co- as a collective mm-hmm. with what's gone on in the past, what's going on, what's been said about them, all this other stuff. It's just I, I don't know. And they. You know they talk about championship. What? Come on, man. What? Your goals are bigger. All this other stuff. Maybe your goals are bigger. The way that you're deciding to get there, I can tell you now, you won't come close to achieving them. Like, you, there's got to be a, a shift in in how this group collectively approaches the game, the season, the league, if they want to reach the goals that they've set out for them.
3: I I, I said it. I said it kind of tentatively. Uh, a few weeks ago, and I feel far more justified in my stance that I think this team is entitled. Mm. This team, to me, and 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 you know what? Part of it was something that Hammer said. We was talking about free throws. When guys miss free throws, sometimes it just looks like they're unfocused. Mm. I'm not trying to pick on this dude the whole first 20 minutes, but Fox makes four free throws in a row. That's yeah, that's crazy. Fox that missed four tough. free throws in a row, but when he missed the uh, third one, he missed it because it was the second trip to the. He missed the third one, and he missed it, and he kind of, I'm I just kind of like looked at him and one I think for the first time I recognized your like flip that you talk about. I was like, oh, and I'm watching him like he, he kind of just, kind of just out there. And I started to wonder, and the Kings weren't the Kings weren't losing at this point. Yeah. I started to wonder about his focus. I was like, oh, are they are they a bit un are they a bit are they a bit unfocused? Mm. And then I thought about the Memphis game. Again, we, we do this all the time. There was no point as that game was going on that I thought they were losing. I Down mean, fifteen, was I was like, okay, as long as they cut the lead to eight at yeah. the fourth, I'm fine. They did more than that. I was like, okay, <laughs> we're good. And then they get torched. In the fourth quarter, what
4: do you have nineteen in the fourth quarter?
3: Something like that, yeah. I feel like he didn't miss. He didn't. I'll go a step further. I feel like they didn't miss right. in the fourth quarter. They came down and they were just they were they were <laughs> they were the forty-seven point Detroit Pistons of a mm-hmm. of a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In the first quarter, they just waited to the fourth quarter to beat their ass that way, and mm-hmm. it bit them. You know, it bit them.
4: And, and, and once again. I'm like you, I'm not trying to. Six
3: of eight from three in the fourth quarter, for goodness sakes.
4: I'm not trying to blame this guy for the loss or anything like that. I'm just talking about my observation of this whole thing. But I knew, I didn't think they were going to lose. I'm not going to say that. I didn't think they were going to lose. But I knew it was going to be one of them nights. Mm. When in the second quarter, the Kings are up nine. And it was like, all right, all right, about to do some stuff here, about to pull away. Fox blows by Killian Hayes, makes another move, wide open to the lane, misses the dunk. And that nine would have been 11. And I said, oh, no, I'm going to remember that. Obviously, you see, I remember that. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to remember that moment. I'm going to remember. I was sitting there saying, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to remember that moment. And immediately, I think the Pistons went on like a 6-0 run, got the lead down to three timeouts, something like that. But it was just the level of it's going to be one of them nights. Once again, didn't think they were going to lose the game.
3: Mm-hmm. It'll be like, one of those nights against Memphis.
4: Yeah, it's going to be one of them nights. And I, <laughs> like you, I, I didn't think they were going to lose the game until two minutes to go Yeah, the
3: board they, board. there was a point where it became very apparent at the end of the it's game. Oh, they just they just losing, huh?
4: I couldn't believe it, man. I I I, all I can say is last night was a joke, man. And this team, part of the reason why we're upset with this team, with De'Aaron, at least me, I'll speak for myself, is because I I really do believe they're better than what they showed last night. I believe wholeheartedly De'Aaron Fox is a lot better than what he showed last night. And because of that, games like last night from the team, and from him individually, for me are unacceptable. Because you you are more capable than that. Twelve points from De'Aaron Father, this is a guy that was averaging yeah. 30 points a game. Was 30 yeah. points a game. Yeah. And you putting up 12, and then at some point, like you're not cooking, you're not, you're not having a good game or whatever the case may be. But once once this dude it's like his fourth straight shot. Like the competitive juices got to got a lock in at some point, and they just never locked in. I saw, like I said, I saw from Malik, I saw Malik getting after it, and Malik bring a level of intensity. Domas as well, um, but that's it. I, I I really do believe that this team goes as far as De'Aaron Fox goes. He is Makai fight for a high school high. All these other people, Sabonis, you know Monk. All these other guys can can. Play their asses off, and they can play with you know as much intensity as they want. At the end of the day, they all gonna look in the back of the classroom, and whatever five's doing is gonna be our destiny. That's 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 what it is. Well, like we tried to skate around it a number of different times as, as a media group. And be like, nah, Sabonis is the heart. He the best, and and Monk, he's the heart. All this other stuff. It always, always, always comes back to five always
3: so you gonna make me say it No, I mean we, we can say whatever I just he think ain't, he, then this this is a tough look for the for the franchise mm. because if you tune in to look to him for that mm. not for the, not not for anything but for, but for that he's not that mm. he never has been like he's not going to he'll be frustrated right like he'll be frustrated maybe with the franchise maybe with uh he'll be frustrated with a variety of things we've seen that but angry angry at a loss well
4: I don't think we're ever gonna see that even aside I'm just talking about on the court right like just like they're gonna they're gonna come and go as as he goes really like if he's
3: ready to compete they gonna compete so but why why is a player of his caliber's com- com- competitiveness brought into question right now? I don't know. That's that's something that that's a problem I, to me. I
4: can't I can't even front on that.
3: Can't even front. Your on competitiveness, that. yo, you yo. he's too good it's for too his good. competitiveness to be called into question. He's too good. Way too good.
4: And he just and we've seen too many times where he'll just float through a game. And like I said, we're not talking about no disrespect, we ain't talking about Davion Mitchell, we're talking about De'Aaron Fox this is one of the best the most talented players in the league he is without a shadow of a doubt he is one of the most talented players in the game today he will will be when it's all said and done the best Sacramento King in franchise history Mm. he's that good Mm -hmm. and performances Mm -hmm. like last night man, they just can't happen
3: well, performances like that can't happen, but performances like that, as frequently as they're beginning to happen, can't happen. That's, that's facts. Let's regroup here. We'll come back. We've got a lot coming up today. Matt George, we believe, is going to join us from Las Vegas coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Um, of course, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to talk about everything that happened today. Uh, we'll continue to talk about last night, and we will open up the phone lines for you as well. Uh, share your thoughts, share your frustrations. You know, we're all in this together. 916-909-1320. It's d one KC brought to you by Sky River Casino where the humidor is open right now. Go check it out. Go check out the amazing video that Lizzie posted on uh, IG as well yeah, at d one KC or at ESPN 1320. Uh, and we'll come back with more here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
1: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink
3: these i know i put these fox notes in here somewhere i just can't remember where i put them oh there they are uh let's get to these phone lines man 916-909-1320 let's start with kamara i don't imagine this is gonna go well kamara (laughs) what (laughs) come on man what's up bro
7: hey man listen i'm not even gonna go into the negative place with it um no first of all kca happy belated man
3: belated what
7: I thought it was your birthday the other day. I thought it was celebrating your birthday.
3: No? No.
7: Oh,
4: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it anyway, <laughs> though, man. Thank you, though.
7: I appreciate all the love.
4: Just,
7: <laughs> I yeah, I, I do. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that,
8: that, that was love, just love.
4: Man. Yeah, people were showing me love. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. All
7: right. Well, you know, <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, man. Hey, and i also, you know, I'm trying to be positive on this call, bro. I'm not trying to. I know. Okay. Okay. We appreciate it. Okay. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're not we're not going to be downtrodden. Man. We know what it is. Listen, I don't. I think most of us Kings fans kind of we just it's kind of like it's running numb at this point of having a bad, worst loss of the season. You know what I'm saying? It just it is what it is. So it's like, it's all you can look forward to is like they they play better tomorrow against Denver, and they have a, a seven game you know stretch where it can make a break the season. Um, I think they play Denver in the next two out of three games. They play Phoenix. Uh, you know, just some hard matchups. So, you know, maybe it was just a they had a brain dud against a really bad team and they're getting ready to be locked in for these next seven games. But we do know but by the time we get to the all star break or you know, shortly thereafter, we're gonna have a determinative team's gonna fall. They can fall out of the playoff spot. So hopefully you know, just yesterday was a bad game, and then they've shown that they can rebound. I'm trying to be positive, guys. I, uh, we we appreciate, appreciate you. Hey, I'm
3: going to need you to get a – Kamara, I'm going to need you to get a hold of Richard Jefferson and teach that dude how to dress. Like I said – He man. looks – am I bugging? He's not wearing a shirt, nah, right? I to look about three times. He looks ridiculous. I, he look, looks I, – if I was the executive producer of NBA Today, I would have been like, sir, absolutely not.
4: Look, man, the, the, the fact still remains with him. He could have the greatest – stylist
3: in the world he doesn't wear clothes that wear. suit though is cut fantastic yeah that's the cut point. of the suit is fantastic that's my point he, he doesn't wear it doesn't matter he doesn't wear
4: clothes well I don't know if it's his shoulders I don't know what it is but he doesn't why wear is he not wear. wearing a shirt he's
9: it's
7: that, that's are, the
4: style like if you got style if you got pizzazz to you you could pull that off and look fresh he does not he, have that yeah, that's what I'm saying so it's, it's he just looks him.
3: ridiculous it's just him it's absurd. Now now I was I was mad about the king. Now I'm really mad. This dude looks like a, a he looks like a goof.
4: Will Bond should have been like, "I'm not coming on
3: the show." Today. Like, look, go put a shirt on. A white one or a black one so we can clearly see there's some color there. He's just got a flesh-toned suit on with some buttons.
4: Man, the guy he just can't he can't dress.
3: I mean, he, he can't wear a, he can't wear clothes like that. I New. told
4: you the one time I, was, I saw him uh, in Venice. We were in Venice, at, you know, at night. It was with my, my aunt, and we were like, um, you know, it was All-Star Weekend. And All-Star Weekend was like in Denver or something like that. And was, she's was like, who is that? I was like, that's Richard Jefferson. He was walking alone in Venice. And just this fit, she's like, <laughs> I can see why he's not at All-Star Weekend. No. I was like, well, damn. Damn, Kim, we didn't have to go there.
3: Let's get get Lisey in here, 916-909-1320 if you want to talk. Lisey, what's happening, baby?
4: Yo,
10: what's up, guys? Hey, I just wanted to call in. I'm all business today. I see that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I see that.
10: Uh, Also, by the way, real fans know Casey's birthday is July 22nd and mine is the 21st. But anyways, um,
3: I
4: wanted to call. Thanks, Lisey. (laughs) I got you back, Casey. Do you like Kansas? Shout out,
3: Kamara. Hey, he meant big
4: well up, Yeah, that. big ups to Kamara, man. I appreciate it, dog. I do. Yes, sir.
10: Hey, guys. So, um, whenever the draft comes around, we always talk about players going into the right situation so they can develop. Do you guys ever feel like the years of the Kings kind of being bad and struggling affect De'Aaron's, like, mentality? Like, we're all frustrated he doesn't get mad when they lose, but he's had so many years of losing, maybe he's kind of numb to it. Do you ever take that into a factor?
3: Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, I yes, yes, and no. Not no, this, not yeah, now. Right, no. Yeah, right. No, no, and not not. I just think this is De'Aaron's personality for better or worse. It's De'Aaron's personality. I do think the franchise you're drafted to can greatly affect who you are as an NBA player, but I don't think that's necessarily De'Aaron Fox. Like I, the first thing I point to is Monty McNair. When Monty McNair took over as the Sacramento Kings general manager, his first order of business was to sign De'Aaron Fox to a long-term contract extension. That was a, you are my guy. You are this franchise's guy moving forward. Like, we've got things to do. We've got things to fix. There's going to be a dunk strike and, a, and an ankle soreness along the way. But we're going to get there. And I think that that's got to be a, that's a, I mean, I don't know if vote of confidence is the right term, but it's kind of what it is. Like I'm centering everything on you and I've got to build this thing out around you. And, um, I think a lot of times some of these rookies, and this is, this is what I worried about with Jaden Ivey a little bit. And, and, and maybe this is a, that's a franchise that will start to get things moving in the right direction. Like I'm not, I, I don't know. That is, I, I don't know. That's a tough franchise, but, um, you 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 don't want there to be like no end in sight. Mm-hmm. You know, with DeMarcus, there was no end in sight for this team. Um, there's a million rookies you could point at where there's no end in sight to its to the badness of it. Like putting the ten win San Antonio Spurs on television every other night, like it's fine now, mm-hmm. but like there has to start to be, we talk about evolution with the Sacramento Kings. There has to start to be some evolution for the San Antonio Spurs over the next couple of years to become a better basketball team and and put Victor Wimbenyama in a better spot. Like I think that's true for all players. I, I and franchises.
4: And I think it's the right move to sign Fox. Like I think Absolutely. Like how, how I how I feel in all facets about De'Aaron Fox hasn't changed after last night. Mm-hmm. I think he's an unbelievable talent. I think he is the franchise player for the Sacramento Kings. And I do get frustrated with him because sometimes it feels like he just lets things happen. He just lets uh, – what's my man's name? Scary Terry just go to work. Mm. You know, and not not like lets him happen where – he's got to stop them defensively. Like, we would love that, but those guys are cooking at that point. He lets them happen, and as in there's no resistance on the other end. You know what I mean? Like, they get in, they get in the bucket, all right, we're going to come back and score. Or, you know, I'm going to keep attacking the same way, not settling for threes, getting to the bucket, all this other stuff. Um, but how I feel about him hasn't changed. You know, he he's that dude. He is that dude. Like he's as talented as anybody in the league. He's got to find a way to not have games like last night happen. Like they just cannot happen.
3: Let's get uh Troy in here. 916-909-1320. What's up, Troy?
4: How's it going, fellas? We good, baby. Oh, we good, baby.
11: Yes, sir. Uh like you said, though, Kenny, this team is full of nice guys, man. We don't got nobody that they fear. Nobody fears coming to Sacramento. Right? We don't got a DeMarcus Cousins where he's going to push up on you. We don't got nobody like that. We haven't had nobody like that since DeMarcus Cousins. So when you come to Sacramento, bro, like you say, get your buckets, get your money. Ain't nobody pushing up on you. The fans won't even boo you hard enough. I mean, it's it's, it's cakewalk right now. I've been a Sacramento Kings fan forever. It's been like that forever, bro. Well.
5: Mm.
4: Yeah. I mean, I would say Malik will get at you. Now, as far as like defensively stopping somebody, you know, I don't know if that's his game. I think Davion is physical on the defensive end. Some people will say he's too short or whatever the case may be. I think Sabonis is physical. Um and I think De'Aaron when he wants to be is a pass on the defensive end. So I hear I hear you, Troy. I hear I hear what you're saying. I think there's guys that are capable. Um I just think there there are times when they're just they're just too passive, man. Mm. They're too passive. They're just they're 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 way too passive sometimes.
3: Uh, let's talk to our man Sam. Sam, what's going on, buddy?
12: Hey, happy afternoon, guys. How you doing?
3: We good, Sam. How you doing, man?
12: Hey, hey, good. Real quick, well, number one, I think I told you before, but Sabonis, in my estimation, is the worst shooter from uh, one foot in basketball. He missed way too many. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you quickly about so bonuses within the free throw circle many times a night and during that time he passes it out he does this or he does that but rarely does he shooting and i would tell if i was brown i'd tell him when you're in that free throw circle you shoot the ball if the guy's not within two feet of you because if the guy starts closing out on you you move quickly to the right or left which you're very adept to make the layup and possibly get a three point play And that's
3: what Sabonis was missing. He will not take the shot
12: in the free throws. Appreciate you, <laughs> hey Sam, Sam. I hope you
3: rolled all sevens, big dog. Sam,
4: live from Sky River.
3: <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam, turn it up.
0: <laughs> Sam, stay at the. <laughs> I wonder if he's at 32 Brew Street right now.
3: <laughs> Sam's one of those guys where I always wonder: Does he listen to the show, or is it just like, ah, oh, it's twelve o'clock? I'm gonna call D L on KC. You might. I mean, I think he listened to us while he's at the slots. Now he's at the. <laughs> <laughs> Sam doesn't strike me as a slot guy. I think Sam Sam, Sam had a table winning some money. He had a table? He yeah, he had a table winning be. some money. He, he was just be. waiting for his drink. He calls us between drinks, I think, maybe. <laughs> or or so waiting for his drink.
4: They even pissed Sam off. Sam is always positive. But they boy, pissed him off.
3: I hope y'all. I hope y'all come for Sam. To, but yeah, we talk about Domas the way it y'all came. I was misguided direction last Man, night. Not, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all come for Sam the way y'all came for me. All of a sudden, it's popular to ask for more shots now. Yeah, huh? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. We'll come back. Matt George joins us live from Las Vegas. Wendy D'Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Matt George is so much better dressed than Richard Jefferson right now. I just like, he needs to be pulled into HR immediately leaving television. He, I just cannot stress enough for those of you who can't see it, he couldn't look stupider right now. He's got a double breasted burgundy suit on with no shirt on and two gold chains. Like, can't, bro, where do you take think this you're guy at? Serious.
4: Can't even take what he's saying serious right now.
3: Matt Matt, George uh, agreed to join us. He said we could talk as long as, as we want. He's covering the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, but the host of the Locked on Kings podcast said he's only interested in talking about the Usher press conference he just led, which I love. That's true. I love out of the three of us, it was you that were went to the Usher press conference. That's <laughs> That's terrific.
2: Hey, I'm just trying to catch up with you too, but uh, no, it was, I mean, it was definitely an interesting event. Of course, Reba McIntyre was there. Post Malone was there as well. Cause they're singing before the actual, uh, Reba's doing the national anthem. Post Malone, I think is doing uh, either Godless America or America. Why are we doing like that?
3: that? Why are we doing I, I don't
2: that? Know. they do now. I don't know. they do. We, we, we talked to them or we heard from them and then Usher came out and, and, and heard from Usher a little bit. So, no, it was, it was a cool event to go to. I definitely felt out of place, but there were also a lot of other uh, Caucasian journalists in the room going, "Well, I guess we're well, supposed to be mad out there
4: with the shade room." <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I'm sure there were other, you know, there's PC Reba McIntyre and and Usher's got pretty good crossover appeal, so that's no, that's it, good stuff. It was so cool. I, it, was a, it was very cool. I, I I'm I'm confident. I know the answer to this before we get to the Kings. In all seriousness, you've got to go to the. 49ers practice. That's at four o'clock. That's why you're on early, right? So you're not going to make your way over to the T Mobile Center and see The Rock and Roman and Cody Rhodes.
2: I was very, very tempted to. And of course, I saw the signage for it. It's like, how can I figure out a way to get over there? I I really, really want to, but unfortunately, responsibility gets in the way. So I'm not going to be able to.
3: To the 49ers practice. Uh, They
2: can't do that because he put Kevin in concussion protocol. I
3: saw that. that. I did see that. that. uh, Personal foul side hit. Live on national television.
2: It was clean. It was clean. I went right to the chest. (laughs) It was a clean hit. You the crown of the the helmet.
4: It was the crown of the helmet.
2: Nah, no, I was perfect. Led with the shoulder. It was was a perfect hit. It was a perfect tackle. No, I I really wish that I could go. I saw, I'm not going to lie to you. I saw rocks hit on Pat McAfee this morning. And I, I felt, that even though it was Rock, not Dwayne, it right. was very much a Rock promo. I felt that it was kind of tone deaf because the the issue. Of course, this is I don't know why we're talking about this on trade deadline day, but I don't really oh, want to talk about what the Kings lost do. Dude,
3: What do you? I'm sorry. Oh, okay, my bad. my bad. My bad. I'll fix this. No. No. Tell me. Tell me your no. thoughts on cash considerations. Yeah,
2: they, they didn't uh, do anyway, a damn thing. Back to the Rock. Um, <laughs> when I just thought like the the whole issue with with. This Rock stealing Cody's spot has less to do with Rock stealing Cody's spot. I think, and more to do also with Rock kind of being the head of TKO or amongst the head of TKO. And it's almost like the boss just came in and said, "Me, me, me." So I thought Rock's uh, I I, I didn't have as good of a reaction to Rock's little promo on Pat McAfee as I, I I thought I would have. That being said, I'm excited about the match. I'm gonna I've been wanting Rock and Roman for years, so I'm uh, I'm definitely I, invested. I wouldn't
3: I wouldn't sign up for it just yet, and I just wait to get through to tonight. I just. They, they, I just can't, they just can't be this dumb. They can't go against the entire audience like this. We'll see. They do it all we'll the see. time. That's something else we'll you see. said uh,
4: yesterday. You were like, they got to give them something to be happy about. Mm-hmm. I would say it's 50-50. Wrestling What's 50/50? fans are always upset with wrestling. Well, that's facts. That's always. facts. No one so hate 50/50. watches wrestling like
5: wrestling fans.
4: <laughs> 50-50 that they give the fans something to be happy about.
3: Well, the Kings gave no one anything to be happy about uh, today or last night. Uh, Matt, you watched the game from Las Vegas. It seems like it was a familiar sight. Uh, the Kings play a team with a win percentage of like 0. .140 or something like that. And come fourth quarter, they get their ass kicked by a second-year player.
2: I'm not going to lie to you. I'm I'm dripping in sweat right now because I came running back from the, the Mandalay Bay media area because I initially was going to do this from there. And I was worried that I was going to get a little too heated and a little too loud to disrupt the work of the other hundreds of media members that are there. So I ran back to my hotel room. So if I can start yelling now, uh, or I, I'm in a place where I'm safe to yell now. Um, that... Like, that that performance makes me think back to the Memphis performance. Mm-hmm. It makes me think back to why I was so pissed off and why I was so upset, and the Kings found a way to win that game. And everyone was like, like, why are we getting upset about wins? The Kings won a basketball game. It's like right there. That is how the Sacramento Kings continue to play in games that they absolutely should be winning. We can't just ignore that because they won the basketball game. Jump forward a couple of weeks later, the Kings lose at home to the Indiana Pacers. Or excuse me. To the, I wish it was the Pacers. To the Detroit Pistons after a very successful road trip, and I immediately think back to that Memphis game and go, like, are we really, is it really just okay that the Kings won that Memphis game playing that way? Because here they are playing that same way at home against a now seven-win team that was shorthanded of all things. They don't even have Cade Cunningham, Boyan Bogdanovich. This was before he was traded. He did not play last night. Killian Hayes was playing, and he just got dropped by the Pistons today. He's unemployed. And you let him come into your building and beat you like that when you're at full strength. Like, it just, this is the issue with this Kings team that I have, is they just two steps forward, one gigantic step back, and I think the step back is consistent. They keep taking that step back in the same way. They're either getting blown out at home to teams like New Orleans or Boston, the teams in that tier that they're trying to get to or believe they are in, or they take on teams that they should absolutely be beating and either just barely scrape by them after playing like crap, or they lose at home. And deserve to absolutely 100% be booed. This was the first game in I think two seasons that I have missed inside the Golden One Center. Part of me is glad that I was not there. The other part of me wishes I was there to hear and experience the fans and the frustration uh, that, that that they vocalize because they're absolutely justified and just like they're justified with their frustrations with the trade deadline today. Uh, it was. It's
4: a situation where I'm I'm the guy usually that comes in. Damien I mean, does it too, but I mean, just you know, just in general, like, hey, man, it's the NBA. It's a long season. Games like this happen. Blown leads happen. Uh, losses like this happen. Like, I'm usually the guy rationalizing it. And it's, it's not even like an act or anything. Like, I really do believe everything that I say when they blow a lead against Phoenix. Like, damn, that sucks. But they've been playing well the last week. All this other stuff. I keep saying it. Last night was a joke, man. That last night was an absolute joke. That was, that was absolutely ridiculous. By far the worst loss of the season. And to your point, Matt, it's something that's been indicative of this team all year long. Like they are allergic to prosperity at this point. They just they, they have a great road trip. They can't build on that. You know, they they get a good win against whatever team, wherever, home or road, then they come back and play Charlotte
2: and, and they lose that game at home. Like, they are allergic to prosperity. This team is 29-21. and 21. They're eight games over five hundred. record Record-wise, you take the context out of it, just look at the record and go, even with the, the state of the Western Conference, which is, I think, why the Kings had to do something at this trade deadline, and we'll get to that. But you look at the record from 1,000 feet up or 10,000 feet up and you go, okay, this is a, a, a team that's well over 500. They were just 10 games over 500 a couple of nights ago. They just went on a 5-2 and two road trip. They're in a good spot. But then those of us who have actually been watching every single game, the reality is there are too many – out of those 21 losses, there are too many memorable losses than there are memorable wins for this Kings team in those 29 wins that they've had. And that's not the pessimistic way of looking at things. That's the reality. Like – Name you can list off whether it's it's last night's loss, it's getting blown out by the the, the Celtics at home, blown out by uh, the 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 Pelicans at home, blown out by the Pelicans uh, on the road, losing back to back games to the, uh, the the Houston Rockets in Houston, both games you weren't really competitive in either one of those. Like there's so many games that I can point to, losing to the Pacers at home not too long ago. So many games that I can point to where it's just like these losses are concerning compared to. Okay, maybe the, the cool, what was it, double overtime win against the Orlando Magic at home? That was a fun night. Hey, the night uh, in, in, in Golden State the other day where the Kings beat the Warriors in an absolute shootout between two Western conferences. Hey, that was kind of fun. But the reality is, like, you watch this Kings team play basketball. Yes, they have a, a, a decent chunk more wins than they have losses, but the losses speak more to who this team is and specifically where they're headed compared to where they want to be.
3: So let's go to something that you just mentioned there a, a moment ago about the trade deadline. Obviously, the trade deadline has come and gone, and Phoenix made some moves. Dallas made some moves. Oklahoma City made some moves. Uh, the Sacramento Kings uh, traded for Brooke Lopez and Cash and – Robin. I r- wish – Robin, sorry, Robin. Robin Lopez, and then waived him. So they did nothing, um, and <laughs> – Clearly, nobody's pleased about that.
4: <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. That was just. You're right. They did nothing.
2: <laughs> no, it's and that's like it absolutely stings worse because of last night's loss. But it's not just one loss. It's not just a overreaction to a loss in the night. Quiet trade deadline the day after. It's a loss that knocked you two places down the standings. It's a lot, It's a loss that knocked you from fifth place. To seventh place. So from a playoff spot to a play in spot. And you play a stretch of nine games now coming up, where three out of those nine games are against the defending champion Nuggets that you've already beaten in Sacramento that I guarantee you aren't going to let you beat or aren't going to want you to beat them again. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is a Nuggets team that's now. We're in the second half of the season. This is ramp-up time for good teams. You also have the Suns in there. You have Oklahoma City Thunder, who's lost to you twice. You think the OKC Thunder are going to let you to come in on Super Bowl Sunday in a matinee performance and beat them again? Hey, maybe the Kings do. Maybe it's good that the Kings are playing better teams instead of bad teams. Maybe we should look at the Spurs game in the chunk of those nine games ago. That's the one we should be most concerned about, knowing this Kings team and their inconsistencies against teams that they should be beating. That being said last night's game does have a proper and important impact on what the Sacramento Kings did not do today because you look at where the Kings are in the standings, you look how tight of a race it is in the Western Conference, and you look at the main teams around you, the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks, making moves to improve, going out and getting guys that would have made sense for the upgrades that you were trying to make to your roster, the fringe upgrades, never mind Kyle Kuzma, never mind Jeremy Grant or these big swing moves. Who cares? Go out and get a Dorian Finney-Smith. Go out and get a player who can come in and and, and bolster a weakness to this roster, a glaring weakness, which is your wing depth, your athleticism, 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", long athletic defenders that can help you on the perimeter. Because what I'm seeing right now rearing its ugly head is a massive weakness of the Sacramento Kings. Maybe their defensive rating has improved. But Will Z put it out. The Kings are now giving up one of the highest three-point shooting percentages in NBA history. They're allowing almost 40% from three-point range on a nightly basis. It is not a coincidence that the Cavs shoot 50% from three, and the very next night, the Pistons do. Two teams shot 20% better than their average against you in back-to-back nights. That's not you getting unlucky because a team got hot against you. That's you doing something wrong. And if the issue really is you lack the length and athleticism to close out on shooters because you want to try and uh, crash the paint and stop ball handlers and cut them off, If that's the issue, then go out and get a guy that's not, sorry, Kessler Edwards, that's not a guy that is a fringe rotation or fringe roster player. Go out and get an actual NBA caliber player that fits the athletic and physical attributes that you need to play halfway decent perimeter defense. I don't know, like I don't blame the Kings and, and I'm not suggesting that Monty slept through his alarm or just sat on his hands right? Like you, you need two to tango. You need a team to ultimately agree with the trade that you're trying to make, but nobody's going to feel sorry for you for not getting a deal done. You are judged based off of the moves that you make or not make. And sometimes not making a trade can be just as bad as making a bad trade. This Kings team has a massive glaring hole that they did not address for the second straight year. And the difference between last year and this year is teams know who you are. Teams know how to beat you and you're not surprising anybody anymore.
3: Love the idea all, that Monty man. thought the deadline was tomorrow. Oh, I just missed it.
2: <laughs> hey, he's, he's calling teams right now. <laughs>
3: what? No way. That's crazy. That's crazy. Slept through his alarm. Um I don't know. Twelve Matt. PM. I did bring up <laughs> that damn AMP. He got an old school <laughs> alarm clock like one like, like, like one at the really old hotel. What where are you? Where are the you power at, Matt? Went
2: out so I'm in the Luxor Hotel right now. Hey, shout Shout out out to to the Luxor. Luxor. Yeah.
3: Shout out to the Luxor. That's good stuff right there.
2: Let me see if I can take you to see. Oh, a tour
3: of the Luxor. I like it.
2: No, it's not a wander around like the Chase Center, but I wanted to show you my view because I got lucky because that's a Legion State or Legion Stadium. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Very good. Yeah, yeah.
3: That's terrific.
2: Looking forward to watching and covering a good team.
3: Now it's hard to Vegas is always difficult. That's that's probably not a walk, right?
2: oh no it is you oh is it yeah we it, yeah right well they have the place way. locked down like fort freaking Knox,, oh. so we we have to walk all the way through to the other side of mandalay bay then they shuttle us over but still drop us off like two and a half blocks away from the stadium you and walk over to the walk bridge all the security uh no we we don't get to go over the bridge that's for fans only we have oh. to go all the way around the the backside where the media entrance is
3: okay very good well it's exciting you get to cover the super bowl and that's uh, great. Not the Sacramento Kings losing to the Detroit Pistons and doing nothing yeah, believe uh, a day later on the trade deadline. Did you happen to catch any post-game remarks last night?
2: You know, I read and saw some of the quotes that were posted. I did not see it. I got back to the room, recorded the podcast, and basically went to sleep. Uh, and I, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't want to hear from any of them. I saw Fox and Sabonis spoke at the podium. Great. Like I'm glad the issue of sh- sending Keon Ellis out there after bad losses is over, and we don't have to talk about that part. But I don't know, like, what a, what are they going to say that's going to be any different from what I've heard? That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Yeah, we've well, heard that a, a million times at this point. So not exactly do what something they said. At
3: this point, <laughs> it's not exactly what they said. <laughs> Domas was clearly upset. Malik spoke at his locker. He was very upset. Mike was furious.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And you know, De'Aaron was like, "It's a loss on the schedule."
2: Yeah, and uh, I, I, is, obviously,
3: that yeah, and 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 that's and that 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 has been a big focal point of the show today, of the conversation today, in 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 the in the in the ten thousand foot view as you were talking about earlier, man. And that's exactly what it is. It's it's one loss. It, it's one loss on the schedule until it's not, mm-hmm. right? Until you're at the end of the season and you're a game out of the sixth spot, and you start thinking about games like Detroit and Charlotte, mm-hmm. and you start thinking about games mm-hmm. like uh, even Milwaukee, where you you, you you lose because you were missing free throws. Uh, there was a point where the Kings were down five and had missed eight free throws, seven free throws. I don't think yeah. they even shot another free throw. I think that's how many they wound. I think they were 15 they to don't 22 like they shot one on the day. Yeah, and so it was like, oh, look at that. free. Th-. And, and I think part of that played in, like Detroit hadn't missed any. So it's like, oh, look at that. Free throws are a thing again here. Um, but in, and, and, and I'll stall De'Aaron out, I guess, just a little bit. Like, yeah, he's right. It's one loss on the schedule until it's not. Until you look back later and you start to think about games uh, like ones like this team. Uh, it's, uh, I think it was Kings Film Room or, or, or Kings Muse. Someone posted the three teams that have lost to Charlotte in Detroit. The Kings are the only good team that's lost to Charlotte in Detroit. It's nasty. That's tough, man. It wasn't a... Yeah, it wasn't a good night, Matt. It wasn't a good night at the podium for anybody.
2: Yeah, for me, De'Aaron speaks in two ways. There's De'Aaron at the podium who, if he's going to be upset, it's in his body language, not in his words. It, or it, maybe it's in his short answers. But mm-hmm. De'Aaron speaks through his body language when he's angry. De'Aaron speaks on the court the way that he plays that's the, that's what I pay attention to. Like De has been very open about like how he handles games and how he mentally gets through tough losses. And he's done it more often than he's gone through wins here in Sacramento is he, he kind of shrugs them off and lets them go the second he walks out the building, whether you and I want him to to treat that differently or not. That's how he's wired. That's how he gets through an 82 game season Ultimately, as long as he shows up when it matters the most, that's what's important. But exactly, as long as he shows up. So the way De'Aaron speaks on the floor, how De'Aaron plays, he can say all he wants about tough losses or not, but how is he playing in those tough losses, and how is he playing after those tough losses? The 12 points says way more to me than anything that he said or could have said at the podium. I agree. And what's... and, and that's, that's, I think, where De'Aaron is at right now is, the, I talked about this on the pod last night. There's only one player on this roster. His, his numbers aren't always the same, but there's one player on this roster that I see fighting every single night. It's DeMontis Sabonis. That's the only player that I see fighting every single night. Some nights, like last night, he has 30 points. Other nights, he has 12 points, but typically it's in a, I mean, it's been 33 straight double-doubles. Sometimes it's in a triple-double. DeMontis Sabonis is making some sort of impact on the game every single night. And then you have nights where Barnes is playing well, but Keegan's missing. Herter's playing well, but Fox is missing. Fox is going for 40, and nobody else is doing anything. And then you also have those nights every once in a blue moon, like there's a game during the the road trip where the Kings had four players scoring 20-plus points. Mm -hmm. That version of the Sacramento Kings is unbeatable. I'm telling you it's unbeatable, but it's once in a blue moon. Like, it just doesn't happen very often. I don't know what it is about this Kings team. I think back to what Harrison Barnes said after the Warriors game about sacrifices, and some player has to be the one to set screens instead of get shots that given night. And I understand there's only one ball and so many shots to go around, but you can't have nights where Keegan Murray completely disappears because another player's playing better. You have to find a way to get the majority of your core, not necessarily your roster, but your core four guys. Three out of the four of them have to be able to perform at an average to above average level on a nightly basis. And this Kings team has too many moments where one guy, Domas, is consistently putting up numbers. Sometimes you'll get 40 or 30-point, Fox. Sometimes you get 12 points. Sometimes you'll get Keegan going for 40. Sometimes Keegan's 15. Sometimes Keegan's in single digits. Harrison is either really, really good or non-existent. Kevin's either in a funk or shooting well. Like, I don't understand why this Kings team can't figure out how to come together and put it together. That's a concern of mine.
3: Quick, a quick follow-up. God, yeah, because yeah, you said something about um, the 12 points says more to you than anything he'll say at the podium. What does the 12 points say to you?
2: That – I think that, that – what it says to me is, is De'Aaron Fox was okay coasting in that game. Hmm. I think I, – what it says to me is – and he's not the only one. It says to me that this Kings team knows that they're good, knows that they're not great, has kind of accepted who they are, and still believes that's going to be good enough based off of last season and based off of the vibes to get them into a playoff spot. And maybe they're right. Like, this is still a good core. The fact that the Kings didn't make any changes to this uh, to this roster at the trade deadline doesn't mean that this roster is not still capable of making it to the playoffs and even making it beyond the first round of the playoffs. I do believe this team is good enough to do that and can accomplish that. I just don't want them to wake up and start to, to try to do that come April when there's a very good chance at the end of that nine-game stretch that I just laid out for you. They could be at the beginning of March. Like, we're talking March 2nd, March 3rd. We're talking the home stretch of the season. The Sacramento Kings could be in a play-in picture with a tough climb to an actual playoff spot. Like, that that's what this Kings team is staring in the face. And what I saw from Fox and what those 12 points say to me last night is there's no sense of urgency there, that they recognize that – they're an eight or nine game above 500 team at the time, but the Western Conference being what it is does not matter to them, because sometimes they're going to win, sometimes they're going to lose. We are who we are, and that's just the way it is. The Kings have not earned the right and are not good enough to feel that way, because are who they are last year was a third seed. Are who they are this year in the Western Conference with teams having more of context and more of a scouting part, uh, uh, scouting report on you, and it's easier to figure out how to beat the Kings this year compared to the last year or who you are could be a play in team and nobody on that roster, especially your star should be satisfied with that. No, especially on, when man. your star was one of the two people saying contender was saying that word contending for a championship. It was Barnes or sorry. It was Mike Brown and De'Aaron Fox. The two guys who said those words in, 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 in uh, on media day, both of them, they were the only two to say the word championship. One of the two of them is not performing like it.
4: Well, you know what it reminds me of a little bit is like how like uh, I, I don't you you probably hear this a little bit as well, Matt. But definitely in in our culture, in the 102.5 culture, everybody want to talk about how they a boss. Mm. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Da, da 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 da. But they don't like a lot of them don't really know what entails being a boss and the sacrifice and the hard work and everything. That you have to put in to to be a to boss, the sleepless nights, the the rejection, you know, not all all that stuff. They don't really know what it just sounds good to say. I'm a boss, right? It almost feels like the same thing when you talk about contender. Mm-hmm. Want to be a champion? We're trying to win a championship. We're trying to do more. Like it sounds good. It sounds like what you're supposed to say. But the level of focus, the attention to detail that you have to have every single time in your practices and your games, all this other stuff, it doesn't seem like they understand that's, that's what makes a championship contender. That's what makes a team that has bigger goals. It's one thing to just say it, like it sounds good to just say it, but are you really applying yourself the way you should if you have higher goals? I'm not here to answer that. I'm not in the workout room or the practice rooms or all that. I'm not – not questioning their work before that. I'm questioning their results. That's what I am questioning. It doesn't feel like you're taking the steps necessary to be that contender you say that you are or
2: you want to be. Guys, it might be a little too early to to talk about this, but I, I think DeAaron is approaching a crossroads. Because think about what Mike Brown said at the end of last season, his postseason press conference. He says, I like Mike has coached the greatest players, some of the greatest players to ever play this game. He coached LeBron. He's coached like Steph, he's, he's coached uh, Kobe. Kobe at one given time. Like, he knows what it takes to be an absolute superstar in this league. And he has told us, and I believe him, I don't think he's lying to us and just hyping up his guy. He has told us De'Aaron Fox has everything, has the capability of being a superstar, being one of those guys, being one of those greats. And the reason why I believe him is because he always follows it up with, but here's what it takes. It takes committing to being that every single day. And that commitment to being that every single day is still what lacks with De'Aaron. I'm not accusing De'Aaron of anything. I don't, I don't know him well enough or personally to be able to even suggest what his mindset is. But if De'Aaron is satisfied with being the star and being a max contractor or high money contract player on a good team that is at best a first or second round playoff exit, good for him. If that's what he's okay with, if that's what he's satisfied with, that's his motivation, other than making, like, instead of making all star games and being on Team USA, if he's really just okay with supporting his family, making a boatload of money, being a really, really fun and good basketball player on a team that is destined to only be good and never be great. If that's his motivation, I don't think the Kings can change that. But if that's his motivation, then he's not living up to the potential that Mike Brown sees in him, and he is not the guy that the Sacramento Kings can win a championship with. I want to pump the brakes really quick because I'm not suggesting that is what is going on here. And I'm not even remotely suggesting that the Sacramento Kings should be concerned at this point in time about building around Fox and having Fox be the type A guy, the the, the alpha of a championship team. He showed it to start this season. We saw how good he can be and how he can score with the best of the best in this league. I do believe a healthy De'Aaron Fox gets to the playoffs. We'll see that again. But, games like last night and the ups and downs of a season sometimes make me question like what is Fox's motivation and can Fox accomplish what Mike sees in him, but what Mike is challenging him to be. Fox has always said he wants to be coached. Mike is the first guy to truly come in and coach De'Aaron. How is he coaching De'Aaron through this stretch? Is it middle of the season, dog days, hey, rest up, stay healthy, we'll make our run later, or is it, you gotta commit to being great every single day. Twelve points against the Pistons isn't good enough.
3: Hey, real quick, because I'm seeing this a lot. We got three media people on here. Jimmy James says he's freaking hurt. Chill. I, I this is news to me. Yeah. I, DeAaron's hurt?
4: I don't I don't I, think that.
3: Oh. He wasn't hurt on Saturday. It's, it's news to it's it's news to us. He
4: wasn't hurt on Saturday when he had forty one.
2: Look. De'Aaron. He got he, oh he
3: must he must have just gotten hurt then like right but did he it, it actually wasn't Chris Duarte who rolled his ankle it was De'Aaron, I do De'Aaron think something's going his, on with De'Aaron's shoulder but we'll get to that it go it ahead man. and
4: it has yeah, been and he's had monster games with it
3: he, he has
4: he's had monster games with the the shoulder's been that know. way since like December it's
3: wild my
4: he bad has I didn't his
2: bumps, know he has his bruises he's playing he, I mean he he was very. Uh, open about the fact that when he returned from that ankle injury that he suffered, it, it's not like the ankle is healed. You're just able to play through the pain. We've seen him favor his shoulder. De'Aaron gets knocked around. I also do think that's one of the reasons why he's settling more for three-point shots in the middle of the season and getting downhill less and less is because he doesn't want to take more shots around the rim, which is what – I mean, think back to De'Aaron's rookie and sophomore season in the league. Fox was always getting downhill, and half the time was ending on the floor. He looked like Gerald Wallace half the time. Like, he was just always getting bumped. So De'Aaron has always played through injuries, and when he's suffered the worst injuries, whether it was the, the broken finger in the playoffs or the grade three ankle sprain that he came back way early from a couple seasons ago, De'Aaron will fight through injuries. It's not questioning De'Aaron's heart. Maybe De'Aaron is banged up. Maybe he's not 100%. That's fine. Most of the league isn't either. If the Kings training staff is telling him to go, more importantly, if he's telling the Kings training staff, I'm good, I'm going to go, at that point, hurt is out the window. You're the star. You're on the floor. Don't allow your team to get cooked by Jaden Ivey and the Detroit Pistons at home. I don't, I don't care if he's hurt or not. That can't happen. And you're the face of the—you're the star. You're the leader. That, that can't be happening.
3: You know what else can't happen, Matt, in my opinion, is I think Mike Brown made some mistakes last night. Yes. And there's one particular mistake that I think he made, and I think it involved Keegan Murray. Uh, Keegan Murray was obviously having a rough game. He couldn't get into a rhythm. He had four fouls. But once you get to the fourth quarter and Jaden Ivey is lighting your ass up, there's, there's absolutely nothing to lose by getting Keegan Murray off the bench, putting him out there. Hey, whatever went on earlier in the game, snap out of it. I need you to go be the best defender on this team. And if he does it, great. That's a plus for you. If he doesn't, well, he was sitting on the bench anyways. And I think that was a terrible, terrible miscalculation by Mike Brown. And I don't think, I don't think that happens to Domas. I don't think that happens to De- De'Aaron. And I don't think it should happen to Keegan Murray.
2: I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Whether he had zero points or twenty points, De'Aaron or excuse me, Keegan Murray needs to be on the floor at that point in the game, especially when you're being cooked on the perimeter. And regardless, like. Keegan has shown that he can hang and guard twos. Mm -hmm. He can even guard ones at times on the perimeter. He did it to Steph Curry a handful of nights ago. Like Steph Curry had that really, really good first quarter uh, 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 or first half or whatever it was against Sacramento. And then Keegan got switched onto him and Steph, I think he had like 18 points in the first quarter and then 15 points for the rest of the game or something along those lines. And Keegan was a big part of, of that. Keegan is a versatile defender. He is your best defender. And, He is not just your best defender. He's literally statistically one of the best isolation defenders in the league. And Jaden Ivey cooked you in isolation last night, period. Now, I also think it was schematically a problem for the Sacramento Kings because you're playing the Detroit freaking Pistons, right? You're not playing the Boston Celtics. You're not playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Like, don't leave Jaden Ivey. If Burks beats you, so freaking what? If Killian Hayes beats you, that's when I'm okay saying, hey, tip your cap. But I'm not tipping my cap at Jay Ivey going for 19 points in the fourth quarter because Kevin Herter decided to leave him or whoever was on him decided to leave him to help player X who may or may not have an NBA career going forward on a six-win team who is attacking the basket. Trust your interior defense to play halfway decent and to be able to stop a, a bona fide G League player or rotation player. Don't leave the only guy on that roster worth pension to. So it was a schematic issue and it was a Keegan Murray issue or, or a lack of Keegan Murray issue. I agree 100%. I think Mike Brown got too cute and he does that from time to time. He likes to reward the players that are playing well and keep them in there. And I get him one to be a coach's guy in that, or a player's coach in that sense. But your best defender is sitting on the bench when you're getting torched in the fourth quarter when you really only needed halfway decent defense to make a run and come back in that game. And you you, you blew it. That was absolutely a mistake by Mike Brown.
4: The other thing about that, Malik Monk talked about it, I thought it was a good point, and it, you know, it opened up the discussion for her. Another issue is, he said, you know, we get caught in these rotations all the time. Well, you get caught in rotations because people are getting beat, left and right. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody got to keep their guy in front of them. And they got to stop relying on, and I know it's the NBA, these guys are unbelievably talented offensively. Uh, the rules, you know, help them out and all this other stuff but somebody got to stay in front of somebody and not rely on oh i've got the help so i won't work to keep them in front of me you know what i mean cuz if you if like if you're not making the right rotations if you're not if that's not your strength right now that you can't rotate effectively and and, and stop the three point shooting the the way you haven't been able to then somebody's got to say you know what i got to keep this guy in front of me Because that's not our strong point, our rotating and all this other stuff. That's not the strength of ours. If we're going to be better, I got to do a better job of keeping my guy guy in front of me. And that's one place they could start to get better.
5: Mm -hmm.
2: And who's the best guy at that? It's Keegan Murray. And you had him sitting on the bench because he had a tough night. Regardless of how well you're scoring and how well you're shooting, The one thing you can always do, Mike talks a lot about control what you can control. One of the things you can control is how much effort how hard you play on the defensive end. That was an opportunity on a bad night for one of your core three players to give him an opportunity to turn a bad night into an okay night and be an important difference maker in a comeback and a victory at home. And you let him sit on the bench instead. Whether you were punishing him or not, it's the wrong decision. And you lost because of it. Or partially because of it. I
3: don't think it was punishment. I think he just he felt like he didn't have it. And I just... I I I think use the I think this happens with Mike sometimes. I think he just got too too cute. Like put him back out there. Again, again, if it fails, like it fails. I'd rather fail with Keegan out there than him watching. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even talk about it such a. Boy. You know, Malik talked about. You know, I I I don't like that stuff. I don't like getting booed. I play too hard. Like Malik and Trey had a fa- that whole second unit with they Davion Mitchell after. included. They had a fantastic they were after. game. Yeah. and it, it doesn't matter.
4: And that's, that's one of the reasons, sorry, Matt, but that's one of the reasons why I empathize with Malik feeling that way because mm-hmm. it wasn't his fault what yeah. happened last night. Malik was playing his ass off. Trey Lyles played well as well. Um, Domas, just to mention three. But, I like, I understand him not liking that. But I also don't think, Somebody was necessarily booing Malik Monk last night. Right. They're booing the Sacramento Kings, and you get cheered as a team, you get booed as a team, and you got to wear the good and the bad as a team. You got to wear that. You know what I mean? And that's that would be my thought on it. Like you, I understand you don't like it. You work hard, all this other stuff, but I, you got to understand the situation, and I know Malik does. That's embarrassing last night. It's embarrassing for everybody involved, the players, the fan base, the media member that want want these guys to win. That's an embarrassing performance and outcome last night. And you get what you get. You get a you get a couple of boos. So be it.
2: Yeah that that comment there, Kenny reminds me of what you've said a number of times this season that they're just they're they're mad or bothered by the wrong things. Now I don't blame Malik for not wanting to get booed. Nobody wants to get booed whether they're on the floor or, or on their home floor or, or on the road. Unless you like taking that hostility and use it as motivation, but nobody wants to get booed by their home crowd. But does Malik think that those boos were not justified based off the way the Sacramento Kings were playing the expectations on this team and the embarrassing loss at the hands of a seven now seven win Pistons team. So like, there's no follow-up question needed. I don't need Malik to speak about that any more than he did because I don't want him talking about that. But if you're bothered by the boos, look in the freaking mirror. And I think that's what I'm, that's the thing Uh, like how did the kings where do the kings go from here it's not just friday against the defending champion detroit or denver nuggets responding to the pistons loss now you're responding to whether he tried to get deals done or not this this group is still here for the second consecutive year at the trade deadline your team opted to keep this group together how are you going to respond are you going to reward that commitment or are you going to prove the fans who say that the move needed to be made or the people outside of Sacramento who said you had to make a move to be relevant or to be actual serious contenders, are you going to let those people be right? Like, you, you know nobody's getting traded. You don't have to worry about losing a friend in the locker room at this point in time. Mm-hmm. You have your jobs. You have your spot. You have your roster. You know what you can be. You've shown what you can be. You know you can contend and beat anybody on any given night. And apparently – You can lose to anybody on any given night, but you shouldn't accept that. Like, How do the Kings respond at this point? Do they recommit to the the, the fancy little contract that Mike Brown drew up and had them sign that they're going to give 110% to what they're doing? Do they recommit to who they can be as a Sacramento King and say, you know what, we're tired, we're exhausted, we're banged up, it's the middle of the season, it's hard to get up and play a team like Detroit, but damn it, we're going to do it. Because we don't want to get booed anymore. We want to win. We want to be better than last season. And we're still together. We know each other. We know a wrench isn't coming and throwing us off anymore. I'm I'm not in in jeopardy of not just losing my job. I'm not in jeopardy of of my family being moved or being sent from a playoff team to a team like the Washington Wizards. Like that, That fear is over. They committed to you again, whether it was the right move or not. Now commit to being the best version of yourselves or at least playing and trying to be that best version.
4: And one thing, real quick, I want to say. To be fair to Malik Monk in that comment, we don't know the context of what he's talking about. He's mad at. Like he he sure. he, it could come off as like saying, "Oh, I'm mad at the fans for booing because I don't like that s." He could be saying, "I just I don't like that." Like I don't sure. like getting to the point where we're getting booed. I work too hard for that. I don't like that. Not getting mad at the fans. So, we don't, there was no follow up question or in elaboration on that. So, I want to be fair to him because he hasn't shown any other signs except being stand up since he's been here. So, I'm going to be fair to him and be like, we don't know exactly what he meant when he said, I don't like that. He could just not like it and understand that it was justified in that moment for the fans to feel that
3: way. So, just wanted to say that about Malik.
2: You're 100% right, Kenny. 100% right.
3: You excited for the rest of the weekend?
2: I am. It's a grind, man. I mean, a, a week in Vegas in general is a grind. And I'm, I'm proud to say, I'm proud to say I've made it through four nights in Vegas without stepping to a table or a machine or anything like that. And I don't I think that might be a Las Vegas record. So I'm pretty I'm pretty proud about that. Yeah, but these are long days. Put some money in a slot no, machine. don't
3: do that. Like, Josh. go to Vegas with me. That's exactly what we would no, do every wrong, night. No, don't you you do that. You put just, a quarter in a slot machine. You're just fine, Matt. You're just you fine. Keep your I'm money. trying
2: to find a show to go to. I, I, I want to go to at least one show if I can get a night off, and I think I'm going to go check out the Michael Jackson show. Oh, got to do that.
3: Yeah, so and I'm way about way. trying
2: to check that out. But I mean, this is this is a once in a lifetime experience. I mean, it's a it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. But like, it's 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 a privilege to be able to do this. To be able to be around professional athletes. To be able to sit in the same room as Reba McIntyre and Post Malone and Usher and, and and all these all these people. Like. Or to stand four feet away from Brock Purdy or from Travis Kelsey and, and the biggest, best athletes on the planet, Patrick Mahomes, and to be able to do what I do, I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky. And my journey to get here is in large part because of people like yourselves, because of Locked On Kings listeners, Sacramento Kings fans, ESPN 1320 listeners. Like it's it's an unbelievable dream to be able to cover a Super Bowl, regardless of who's playing in it, regardless of how long the days are. This is just a crazy experience that I never ever ever thought that I'd be able to to do. So it's I'm tired for sure, but I'm unbelievably grateful and I'm excited to be in the building, whether I'm in the nosebleeds or not. I have no idea where I'm sitting. I don't really care. I'm going to be in Allegiant Stadium for Super Bowl, uh, fifty-eight, and and I'm going to get to watch like when we watch on TV, all the flashes go off on the opening kickoff, right? I'm going to get to be one of those flashes to say I was there, and it, 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 I'm just it's. It's unbelievable. It's just a, a a very thankful moment for me. Real
4: quick, you got 15 seconds. Who do you think is going to win?
2: 49ers. Yeah, Niners are going to win. Okay. No, Niners are the best team in football. I've said that all season long. I'm not changing now. The Niners have proven during these playoffs that they can win games that are ugly when they have to come from behind. I don't think they're going to be able to come back against the Chiefs the same way they did the Lions or the Packers, so maybe don't make that part of your game plan, Kyle Shanahan. But I think this is also kind of a redemption arc for Shanahan, too, with uh, the, the things that he struggled with, though. I, I, the 49ers are a better football team. They're a more complete football team. Um, and I don't want to even fathom the idea of the Kansas City Chiefs winning in my Raiders building. So,
3: Just me, Matt, and Damian. The only ones that think the Niners have a chance. I oh, don't know, man. Our man Matt was dubbing commercials three years ago, and he's covering the Super Bowl it, this man. week. He earned it. Yes, indeed. Great yeah. stuff, man. Have a blast. Stay off them tables. Uh, go see my okay, go go see Bruno see it, if you can. And um, it's
2: sold out. I was so pissed. It's sold like already okay, sold out. No chance. Pull up chance. Go to the pull the penny slots, Pull, pull up that. Pull, pull, pull like up Vegas.
3: Pull up the secondary app. Just keep an eye on it as showtime gets closer. Try to sneak in there. Don't accept uh, those little cards. They give it on the strip. Though. Yeah, don't do that, Matt. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't and don't call. <laughs> do not call, Matt. Under no circumstances do you call anyone. um <laughs> Can't wait to talk to you next week and hear more about this, man. Have fun. We'll be following you uh, and we appreciate you. We'll be back with more here. Uh, and make sure you're following the Locked On Kings podcast uh, across podcast platforms and here on YouTube. We'll come back. We'll talk more Kings basketball when deal and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. <laughs> man, is the hell, going on, man, the hell with the trade deadline? I need this press conference to get here. <laughs>
0: Trade deadline was over an hour and a half ago. That's old news. Yeah, I, Kings didn't trade anyone.
3: What more do you want? Yeah. Hey, shout out to our brothers, Robbie and Tony Christ. You see they got the, uh, 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 what do they call it, Culture Creators Award oh, yeah, at, yeah. at the, yeah, at that the was game dope, last man. night.
4: That was dope. They, they had a lot going on at the game last night, man. They got the the Culture Creators Awards. Um,
3: you, you see the drop?
4: What we'll drop?
3: The cross colors drop. No, I didn't see the drop. Yeah, cross colors drop. Uh, yeah, they, 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 Hey, shout out to KMB out there shout doing out that work for us out thing. there.
4: KMB, I think she has something to do with this too. Um, the the young lady, uh, Brittany Claypool, she has a, a brewery in Oak Park. She was at the game last night with a stand and all this other stuff. So it was out there. It was it was out there, man. It was a lot going on. Everything except the W last night. Damn. Damn how they lose that game. How they lose that game.
3: Damn. Let's get TC in here. Um 916-909-1320. Hey brothers. What's up? What's up, TC?
13: Man, I'm just vibing. Kenny KC, man. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, I said Kenny KC. Kenny D yeah, hey, listen, I'm I'm discombobulated, man, about this trade deadline. Like, look, I just – it just came in the mail a few days ago, man, my statement, Jersey, uh, Malik Monk. But, look, man, I wasn't feeling that last night. I mean, everybody got their own way to feeling, but as far as him, like, talking about the fans, born, what do you expect, bro? Like, when you guys listen to the Detroit Pistons, and then, like, how are we caring more than you guys? Everybody's, like, super nonchalant, like we got a championship, like we the Denver Nuggets. They he, don't even act like that, bro. Like –
4: you know what I mean. TC, because I want to hear what he said. TC, like I said, I don't know if you heard me, but I I will be fair to Malik in this situation. When he said he don't like the booing, we don't necessarily know the context. He cannot like it and understand it at the same time. You know, it was he never elaborated okay. on it. Another question wasn't asked, so I don't want to make it like he's like getting at the fans for sure because we don't know how he felt. I if I if I was him, I wouldn't like it but I would understand it. And we don't know if that's the context of how he felt. So maybe you call me stalling out Malik a little bit, but I I will bring that context to it too. We don't know exactly what he meant when he said that.
13: Yeah, D-Lo. It's just, you know what, Kenny, it's just frustrated about the whole like deadline, but also like frustrated, like we we're caring. It's just seeming like that way. I don't know for sure. I can't put words in their mouth, but it's seeming like we're caring about these wins and losses more than you guys. You get me? Like what you were talking about earlier, D-Lo with Fox. Like super nonchalant at the free throw line, not putting nothing on nobody, bro. But come on, man.
3: Yeah, I, I got you, TC. And in and in, and in I I'm gonna be honest. I I think a lot of times fans care more than the athletes do. Um, I also think the athletes look at it differently than fans do. Um, they look at it differently than we do. Like we are here. You know, it's 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 easy because you know part of me thought like, hey. I knew people were going to be frustrated with De'Aaron. But at this exact moment, what De'Aaron said was right. Whether you like it or not, it's right. It's one loss. It it doesn't count as more losses because they lost to the Detroit Pistons. Mm -hmm. We can massage this a little bit further. And again, this isn't about De'Aaron Fox. This is about that statement of it's one loss on the schedule. And everyone said they would have been thrilled if the Kings went four and three on that road trip. Mm-hmm. Thrilled, okay, they go four and three on the road trip to come back and beat Detroit, they're five and three in their last eight games. They went five and two and they came back and lost to Detroit, they're five and three in the last eight games, right? So it, you, you, can, you can rationalize this mm-hmm. and massage it however you want to, but the fact is, we have a four hour radio show in which we talk primarily about this basketball team and part of this show is trying to figure out the pulse of the fan base. The fan base is furious. Mm -hmm. They're frustrated. They're tired of losing to Detroit. They're tired of losing to Charlotte. They're tired of sweating out games versus Memphis. They're tired of being up in 30 and watching that lead go down to three, wondering if you're gonna lose to a Chicago team that you're wondering if they're on the verge of blowing it up like Detroit did today. Like that was the thought when the Kings were playing the Chicago Bulls. And so it's, uh, when we break this down, Again, I stand by my earlier point. It's one game on the schedule until it's not. Mm-hmm. Until we're in the final week of the season. But right now, these guys, I, the way I feel that they look at it is, we lost that game. We've got Denver. We've got Oklahoma City. We've got uh, a very difficult schedule ahead. We've got Denver in our house tomorrow. We've got to figure out a way to beat Denver. And these these guys also, I think, are... I think they're a lot like us in the sense they're aware of how they can play, right? They have those vibes of when we're hitting on all cylinders, y'all can't touch us. Mm-hmm. Like when we're doing what we're supposed to do, y'all can't touch us. Right. And they, I think, have the, the, while we're left, wondering why Monty didn't do this and wondering why this happened and how they lost to Detroit and why they didn't close out, they actually know why it happened. Mm-hmm. It's their job to address it, though. And that's where my frustration comes in. That's why I think my frustration is a little bit different than other people's today is I bought Domas hook, line, and sinker after the Memphis game. You know, Matt was talking about his frustrations with the Memphis game. He said right out the gate on Kings television, that wasn't acceptable. And if you came out and you did the same thing, Mm -hmm. now your words are ringing hollow. Mm Mm-hmm. Now it's like you it's it's that it's that thing we talked about with um Pacer, TJ McConnell. Mike Brown goes to the podium after the game and says how they were trying to guard TJ McConnell. It's exactly what Mike Bibby said during the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. This is a team that seems to have a very clear understanding of, of its shortcomings. or a very clear understanding of what they're doing wrong, and either has an inability to address it, or an ineffective way of addressing it, and that that concerns me as much as anything else.
4: Yeah, no, nah, which is perfectly said. And, and and the other concerning thing is they they fall back. They seem to fall back into these traps where, like I I, I forgot what it was—the Charlotte loss or Bo- I think when Boston beat them or something like that. And we were like, well, how are they going to respond? i like, I'll tell you exactly how they respond. They're probably going to win two of the next three games.
5: Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they'll
4: get locked in for a couple of games, and then they'll think everything's good, and they've turned a corner, and then they'll get beat by some random team in, a, in an embarrassing way. And it's this, the, the same thing. It's the same thing. So we talk about Friday. I don't know if they're going to win or not, but I could see them playing good basketball on Friday, maybe getting that win. Maybe winning one or two on the road. And the pattern with them is they do a couple of things. They think they've got things fixed. So they let their foot off the gas and they lose focus. And then they end up losing in an embarrassing fashion again. And we keep going over this. This is, we, we were talking about running back. I'm sure we could just run it back numerous shows this year. Today, we could have just said, man, I can't believe they lost to the Pistons. And mm-hmm. then just kept playing, mm-hmm. <laughs> playing. It's the same thing that's happened mm-hmm. over and over this year. Mm-hmm. And I think Matt said it perfectly. I think you've mentioned it as well. The sense of urgency from this team is just not there. That's concerning for me. Is There, there never really seems to be a consistent sense of urgency or a sense of trying to prove something. You don't have nothing to prove to D'Lo and KC, but maybe prove something to yourself that you can – Continuously play good basketball and be one of the upper echelon teams, and they just like I said, man, they just kind of let things happen. They reverted back to old habits.
3: Hold that thought, because we talked for a long time with Matt, so we're gonna step out, we're gonna come back, kind of reset things, and then then we'll, uh, we'll 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 dive into that. Don't forget that question that you just asked. Phone lines are open for you 1320. nine zero nine thirteen twenty. We're with you for uh, uh, we're with you here till four o'clock, man. We've got you. Chime in. Uh, let us know your thoughts. It's Steel and Casey. Brought to you by Sky River Casino. Here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN thirteen twenty. Mm. I've never been more excited for a press conference in my life. <laughs> I cannot wait for this WrestleMania press conference to start. So, one of the things that they do
4: nowadays with 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 uh, with WWE and everything is they sometimes blur the lines between a work in, mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. How much of, do you think they're gonna do the same thing today with the press conference or is it gonna be all a work?
3: It's gonna all be a work. That's gonna, a work. It's gonna all be a work that's played into real life stuff. Mm. To me, my thing is always, 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 if it happens in front of a camera, it's a work. Mm. I'll, go, I'll go to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins' reaction when Punk came out. That was, there was a reason for that. Mm -hmm. It was to set up what was supposed to be a a WrestleMania main event. It just, you know, Punk got hurt and it didn't happen. If it happens in front of a camera, it's part of the show. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. We'll be ready to watch the show. All I know is Cody tweeted, I've made my decision.
4: (laughs) We'll be ready to watch the
3: the show. You guys say it was like
0: 2,500 to sit front row at this press conference? Okay. What?
3: That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, they were they were charging like you could buy tickets to sit. I sit they said at the it was free conference. to the public.
3: It is, is free it to the public. Thing. No, I think it's free to the public. I'm sitting like close.
4: They tripping. <laughs> oh,
3: no, twenty five hundred dollars to sit next to Rhea Ripley. I would think well, about it. I think Jade's think, there. I think long. Well, let's see, Jade.
5: <laughs>
3: Jade. Jade is there. Let's see. We've got Michael Cole, Pat McAfee, Punk, Big E. We got Rock, Roman, Hunter, Cody. Seth, Bianca, and Rhea. No Jade. Well, I mean,
4: Bianca, Bianca married. Well, they're, they're all married actually.
3: Is Rhea married?
4: I think she got remarried. Yeah, I
3: think she did. She was married before. Yeah. To yeah. our guy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, she I just thought that she, was her man. And then she left the team. Oh man, we <laughs> lost one. <laughs> we had her. We had her, and we <laughs> lost Rhea. We
4: lost that lead in the fourth quarter.
3: Oh. <laughs> We just kings that thing away, damn it!
4: Last night, that's the uh,
3: only well, that's the only loss that hurts more than the Pistons one. <laughs> Losing Rhea Ripley, we had her
4: last night. I was uh, I was watching uh, random TV because you know, well, I wasn't watching no sports last
3: night. You well, yeah, I got you there. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Wasn't watching no sports yeah. last night,
4: and I made a vent- it's um, like people always talk about like. Netflix and they were like, man, I didn't watch Netflix on Netflix is weak, man. I done watched everything they had. I'm the opposite. I've watched virtually nothing Netflix mm-hmm. has. Mm-hmm. And it's all new to me. It's mm-hmm. all new to me. And I guess I think this is a new show. The uh Grisdella. Grisdella. Oh yeah, the
3: Miami the the drug queen. Yeah, yeah Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. all about yeah, that. I picked that. Yeah, I picked that. yeah. yeah. Tapped into that. I'm all uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm checking that out. What'd you say? I said, is that good? Oh yeah. It, yeah, I'm, it's fire. I'm episode in, but it's, it's fire. Yeah, you it's, can't it's cool. passively watch it though, because there's a lot of sub there's a lot yeah, of subtitles. Yeah, yeah. But no no no. It's it's like I learned that quick. Like I was doing some work and I'm like, What what? And I had <laughs> I was like, the thing Oh, is in Spanish. I was like, Oh, it's one of those all right, all right. And then no, it's fire. Nah, it's, yeah. Oh my girl,
4: uh, Sophia how you say her last name? I don't know. Sophia, Modern Family. It's like Vergara. Sophia Vergara. Like yeah. I've never known how to say her last name, but Sophia. She
3: she she's in that. Yeah,
4: that's, that's, her? That's, yeah. her. that's her.
3: That's her. That's her. Really? Yeah. That's. that's I baby. didn't realize that was her. That's what maybe gave it. A I knew sense. she was. I I just <laughs> I know when I, I I when I saw her, I was like, oh, I will watch this. I didn't realize that was her. Because yeah, her is it her her. Her teeth. I think yeah, they are yeah. A little, she's a little grinder. They did, did a little. Yeah, they did a little yeah, They did a little because she's a smoker. So right. that makes sense. Well,
4: and and, and smoker on the show.
3: Right. And, and and the show starts. She doesn't have no money. Right. So right. yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. That, so that's what made me say, "Hey,
4: let me give us a chance." I'm glad I did. Now she's
3: competing show. with Rock and Monet as the baddest so just drug just lord on about television.
4: That too. I mean, I think Rock is number one.
3: Rock is ruthless. Rock sold out her own son. Yeah, I think Rock is number but, 1. But come on, man. I'm taking I'm taking 50 plus Mary 10 times out of 10.
4: Oh, I mean if we go in there. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. we talking about Monet.
3: So, I mean, Monet did sell out her kids too. She did. She Not did. to the degree Rock did, but
4: Yeah. I don't know. And we're just
3: t- getting you we're getting we're just now learning uh was it uh what's her name? Gris- Griselda?
4: Griselda, yeah.
3: He's a real life character, dog. a blue chipper.
4: <laughs> she, that's that's based off a real life.
3: Yeah, the, so the little screen said like based on like actual events, mm-hmm. this fictionalized version. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know.
4: So yeah, I'm um. <laughs> Kings it's fire though games. I'll I'll definitely be caught up on that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to put on
3: Sports <laughs> Center this morning either because I would have been so agitated if I saw highlights from that game oh last night. Oh,
4: my gosh. Well, it was on Twitter, and there was, like, people from, like, NBA Twitter who were tweeting out last night. Nothing, like, crazy. Like, it's the same thing we do if, like, the Celtics lose to somebody. Like, damn, this is crazy. But people are like, man, NBA is a crazy place, and they put the, the score up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh,
3: bro. Mm-hmm. Like,
4: how embarrassing. They I, just, I would did be they, embarrassed.
3: They, they just beat the Thunder, right? Did the yeah. Pistons just beat was about the Thunder? Two weeks ago. Oh, it was two. Yeah, okay. But, so, I mean, relatively. It was well, I mean, it was only win number s- like <laughs> six. So <laughs> are their last two wins against OKC in Sacramento?
4: Probably so. Sounds Probably like the hottest so. team in the
3: league to me. I hate the NBA, man.
4: Man. That's last night was tough. I was hot. I was hot. A lot of people a lot of people go on rants when they get mad. When I get, yeah, their last when two. wins I get win. quiet, I don't
3: really <laughs> Their last two wins are against the Thunder and the Kings. Damn.
4: And then did you? I and the you
3: Clippers said, lost last night.
4: They did. Just touted them the number one team in the West. They still are, but damn.
3: No, they're not. They're fourth now. Well, well, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but still, they got got by uh Phoenix, which didn't help.
4: Wow, what a bad night.
3: You know, we fire these jokes off about Detroit. Washington's got nine wins. Ugh. Talking about, we're gonna hold on to Kyle Kuzma. he got nine wins.
4: Well, they can move on from moving to summer. Do whatever you want. Like I said, they they if they're trying not to uh, not to win to get a better draft pick, I mean, keeping Kuzma isn't affecting that. No, oh. <laughs> you stink, you stink oh. regardless. So you might as well wait for the best deal
3: possible. This is bad. Like San Antonio and Charlotte have ten wins. Mm. Washington has nine. Detroit has seven. Damn. We lost to two of those teams. Did we lose to San Antonio?
4: No, we almost did though. We got an in-season tournament game right
3: there. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: I'm watching the. I got the game playing back right here in front of me. And, Good for you. Uh, the I, I need a once again. I need more than a pool reporter because not that it mattered, mm, but it's the principality of the yeah. situation. How did Kevin Herter get thrown out?
3: Yeah, when they showed the
4: <laughs> how does how's that a two
3: when they two, two, showed the replay? Like <laughs> when they showed the the most confusing technical foul in history, when they showed the replay, it was like he got thrown out for that. Like that's you got two technicals for that two techs. That that's that's
4: one tech right there, Max. That is, so. I couldn't believe he got thrown out for that. That was weak. That was so weak. And he I wish- turned
3: around, unless I missed something, he turned around and said, that's an effing foul.
4: Yeah.
3: And he, he said, that's tests? enough.
4: You're out of, what? Come on, man. He didn't even, he wasn't even like demonstrative about anything. He was just like.
3: Such a confusing 45 seconds. <laughs> Let's get. <coughs> I, need
4: a- <laughs> I need a good drink. A
3: Let's get Matt. We'll let Matt talk. 916-909-1320. What's up, Matt?
4: Hey, what's up?
3: What's up, brother? Um,
9: very, very disappointing. I can't tell you enough mm-hmm. how disappointing it was. I'm all right with Fox scoring 12 points because, you know what, he put his hands in the stands, and everybody's entitled to an off night, right? It's up, it, it really comes down to, Monty, putting players on the bench that could uh, make up for what Fox could lack on certain nights of the week, Right. Now I hold Monty accountable because he's not getting the players that we need, obviously, for this whole entire season due to the lack of consistency on a- every given basis. So we're past the trade deadline, right? Yeah. So, what now?
3: Well, I so the ex- that's, so, so that's that's what I was going to ask you, Matt. Let me let me ask you a question real quick before you go. What, Give me a player. Tell me, tell me someone who you could think, given the problems that you just laid out, that you think this team has. Give me a player who you think could fix that.
9: Okay. Well, well, let's say uh, uh, Harrison Barnes, bench him and start Lyles, and that's what I was going to talk about. Is wh- now we got it. We got the we got we got the guys we got right. So now we got to look to maybe switching. Browns got the, the lineup up right. I mean that's the only thing you could do from here on out for the rest of the season. Start different players, you know, switch up the bench. I
4: I, uh, I hear you And I'll say I'll say this real quick, as long as Harrison is engaged the way he yeah. has been as of late, I don't think you need to take him out of the starting line of Trey Lyles. I propose that when Harrison Barnes is out there giving you zeros Nothing. across the board. Yeah. Um but now that he's he's somewhat engaged. Uh, I, I think they're fine with the starting lineup the way it is.
3: Yeah, Matt, I understand you're frustrated. I don't think that's the call right there. Um, just my opinion. Let's try Daniel. Daniel, what's going on, my man?
4: Oh, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? <laughs> oh, you know, not too bad. Hey,
1: um, I, I want to talk about the philosophy of the Kings more, more so. Um, I was watching the game last night, and – Katie mentioned that I believe it was almost six minute mark, six oh seven. They had attempted one two point shot.
11: It was all three pointers. Mm. Now now if if that's the case, right,
1: they're they're being given the green light to shoot the three, obviously. So is there any fixing that? I mean, you live and die by the three. I mean, it's um whenever the Kings come out hot and they get a twenty five point lead and they're shooting the threes and they're going well you know it's not going to last it never does so why do we keep doing it
3: yeah daniel i feel like cuz they they think they'll drop like they, they you just you just need one to drop and sometimes i like i and it, this is what it felt like to me last night mm-hmm. i felt like they were chasing a high mm-hmm. right they got they, they they were they were shooting the ball really well for a stretch and then detroit started shooting really well Really, really well, and then Sacramento started chasing that. Like instead of yo, it's we've talked about this before. My 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 opinion on this on their approach to this, it it feels the same to me. They try to erase a five point deficit or a six point deficit or a seven point deficit with one shot. They try to erase it as quickly as they can, and if that other team is cooking at the time, which is what Detroit was doing, that's how the lead winds up going from five to eight to eleven. To ten to thirteen in quick successive order, you could. The crowd was groaning last night at some of those three point attempts in the fourth quarter, and I just think they start chasing. They start chasing that feeling.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I I mean that they
3: had because they had it. They were they had it earlier in the game, and that's they're 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 like we got it, we got it. Just they're open, take them. And
4: and and that's where. I don't I don't necessarily have a big problem with that. It, I don't have a big problem with that. The the reason why I thought they lost last night was they, they couldn't stop Jay Niving. And mm-hmm. a little bit to that point too, when you do settle for threes and you got a guy like De'Aaron Fox that can get to the bucket whenever he wants to, is what are we settling for threes for? Like get the ball, like Monk and Sabonis, they were working the pick and roll and things of that nature. Maybe, like we've talked about, like they're just, I guess, immune to is get Harrison on the block, get a get a shot that way. There's different ways that you can get a shot off inside, instead of the three. But I, I, don't, I don't have a huge problem with it, but I understand. I understand what, what Matt's saying. I understand what you're saying in this situation. There were other ways that they they could be effective in that situation. I got some I got a question.
3: Okay.
5: After
4: the emotion has subsided a little bit. I got a I got a question.
3: Well let's get because he might be a little emotional too. So let's hear what okay. he has to say. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Steven, what's up, my man?
11: Yeah, I got plenty of emotions, man. I got <laughs> it's emotions. all
3: right, brother. It's all right.
11: Yeah, you know, but I guess one of the hardest things about having all these emotions is when our guy, you know, gets on the presser and it's one game, and it's, you know, it's kind of like it has this whatever attitude. And I get different personalities, but it's tough. It it kind of makes me feel like I should put my brakes a little bit. But um, what I, I want to ask you guys about when, you know, because when Fox you know, was asking him, like he was asked, like, what he wants in a coach, and you know, the initiation of, like, you know, Mike coming to the team, he talked about how he wanted accountability, and Mike has been preaching that. He's telling the stories about Tim Duncan and all this stuff, and do you guys see that? Do you guys feel like Mike is holding people accountable this year?
3: I do. Yeah. I mean, I have to trust that he is. Uh, I think he does a lot of things that we don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, this team doesn't practice in front of cameras. They don't practice with phones out. They don't, you know, they're that. that's not what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Mike and I – think this is the proper way to do things i don't think he trashes guys at the podium either right so i i do i i i do steven i think he holds them accountable however i can understand asking that question given the fact we're seeing we're we're are we 50 games into this thing we are we're exactly 50 games into the season Mm -hmm. there's only 32 of these games left like this for better or worse this is what the kings are they're up. They're down. They're inconsistent, and perhaps on some nights they're unfocused. Mm. Yeah, and Man,
4: that's, that's that's the. I think it's a fair a great question right to there. ask. They're unfocused sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Unfocused, and that's tough. This group is going to yeah. have to learn to be focused, or they're going to have a short. Postseason run like I'm not I'm not even saying that as far as the series like it yeah. could be one game one playing game and yeah. you, and you're done or a series or whatever but the the focus is a great word that you just used um, right there for this team and that's that's probably the most frustrating thing um, for for me and for a lot of people with this group um are fox and Very frustrated with how he played last night. Um, Just playing it simply wasn't good enough. 12 points, especially in a situation where Jaden Ivey is uh, doing what he's doing right in front of you. You're losing to the worst team in basketball. And it just – it was frustrating to see that performance from your franchise guy. And I didn't let him off the hook earlier in this game, earlier in the show. You didn't let him – a lot of people in the chat talking about he's this, and that he's soft, questioning whether he's franchise and all this other stuff. And I just did a quick search, mm-hmm. right? And we were like, "Yeah, man, he can't be on that level with them guys with those type of performances." I'm talking about a twelve-point performance, mm-hmm. so I went and just looked. I'm we talking about points? I know efficiency, all this other stuff. I'm just looking at the points right now. I go to Devin Booker. And there's no question he's having an all-star season and he's doing all-star things. I look at his game log since the first of the year. There's a 10, a 16, a 16, and a 14 when it comes to his point totals. So it happens, right? I look at Carl Anthony Towns who Mm. made the all-star game. Mm. There's a 17. There's a 14. There's another 14 in there. It happens. Look at Paul George who we all look at as, a, as an all-star caliber player. Paul George is kind of crazy. We got a 16, a 12, a 17, a 17, a 13, and a 7. Okay. A 15. Okay. So the point being we look at it as unacceptable for De'Aaron Fox to have a performance like he had last night. We look at these other guys that are all-stars who are bona fide all-stars and and we look at them as such, look at them as even franchise-type players, franchise players on good teams, teams that are ahead of the Kings. And they have the same type of
3: situations. So let's – let's can we take this a step further? Absolutely. I only did Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to Paul George or, or Carl Anthony Challenge, just, just Devin Booker because I feel like he's one of the most comparable to this. You, you, you look since the turn of the year, since 2024, mm-hmm. right? The actual calendar year, not the season, right. since the calendar year, 2024. That's 19 games for Book. You reeled off some of 16, 12, 11. Devin Booker, in those 19 games since the calendar turned, is averaging 28.9 points per game. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox, when the season started, to so the final game of 2023, was averaging 30 points per game. Not figuratively 30, he was averaging 30.0 points per game mm-hmm. in 2024 in the 18 games that the Sacramento Kings have played De'Aaron Fox is averaging 22 points per game mm-hmm. that's a steep drop-off mm-hmm. and that's how we got to 26.9 or so mm-hmm. he went from 30 to 22 and so that goes to like hey man you know, how many times have we said in the last few weeks oh Fox is back baby Fox is back. It's like we all acknowledge Fox left mm-hmm. or at least the 2023 Fox left mm-hmm. and he returned. But what we didn't acknowledge is he left again and then he returned and then he left again. Like he's been really, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's shoulder. I don't know if it's something else. Like, I don't know why this is the case, but it's not your imagination. It's not over dramatization. He's averaging eight less points in the last eighteen games than he was at the start of the season. So what's that eighteen? So what's it what's that, thirty-two? So for the first thirty two games of the year, he was averaging thirty points per game. Mm-hmm. In the last eighteen, he's averaging twenty two. That is a steep drop off. I I think
4: I think he I think scoring average numbers wise, I think he was playing a little bit over his head early. We all got excited, myself Mm -hmm. included. I would, I never, I I said it when it would happen. I was like, I never thought Darren Fox would be a 30 point per game. And I I was saying it like happy, not like, oh, I was right or nothing. Like I was like, man, this is crazy. Like he's exceeded what I ever thought he could be. I never thought he could be a 30 point per game score, but he was there. He had made it to that. He was like 32 a night. And I thought, okay, well, he's here. Like, let's just stay here. And in actuality, I feel like he's about where where his scoring ceiling is is about where he's at now. He's at twenty six point nine. He's about a twenty five to twenty seven point per game score, I, in my opinion, because he's not a great three point shooter and his free throw shooting is iffy. And I always thought that would keep him from some people saying he could be thirty. Like I just and his aggressiveness. I, I, I he's not always aggressive, so I was like, how is he gonna get thirty? But it tonight?
3: felt like the aggressive like thirty. 30- what I just say, thirty-two. That's a that's a decent chunk of time.
4: That, no, it, and it surprised me. It surprised me.
3: The numbers for that, the more like elaborate numbers. Forty-eight percent from the field, forty percent from three. Mm. He was shooting seventy-one percent from the free throw line, so he was still leaving points out there. And to 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 your point on on aggressiveness, he was. On 22 attempts. Mm -hmm. So he was scoring 30 on 22 attempts per game. The Kings were 19 and 13 Mm -hmm. in those games. Uh, The 2024 portion, the 18 games in this calendar year, he's averaging 22 points on 44% field goal percentage, so down 4%. 33 from three, down 7%, and 70 from the free throw line, so he's down 1%. And he's taking four less shots per game at eighteen attempts, and the Kings are ten and eight.
4: And that's in those games. I think that shot attempts thing is 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 one of the big targets there. That's night he only that, shot the ball fourteen times. But
3: that's getting you twenty two, not twenty six. He's at twenty six because of where he was right, before the right, but, right before
4: right. But you're saying not what you say nineteen shot attempts tonight
3: now he's at uh, now now he's at 18 He's at, he's 18, at 18 for the season well, or no, no, no. that time no 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 he's at 18 in 2024 got gotcha. you yeah and it's i think it's,
4: it's that's where he should be probably 18 to 21 a night and you look at a game like last night he only had 14 attempts it's not enough for me i mean i know they scored 120 points but th- his attempts is a sign of his aggression, aggression for me
3: on the season you know, putting all of this together, he's at twenty point five. That's what it is. That, that's that's fine.
4: It. That's fine. That's where he should be, and that's that's going to get you twenty seven points a game, if in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, you can't deny that his his play has gone down uh, since the start of the season. And you look at somebody like Devin Booker. We 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 brought him up, and and Dev, you you put out the the numbers that he is averaging in that time. Look, you 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 do these things they go to your record. Like, it's it's not a knock. It's not a Brock Purdy uh, demerit that you did this. But Book has been generally around a certain number, and then he had 62, 52, a 40, 46, and a 44. And I think that helps with the average. Because if you take those away, he's usually around 24, 22, maybe a 30 here and there, and then those 16s and stuff like that. But he's had he's got – four games over 40 in that span.
3: He's got a stretch of 46, 62, and 44. Yeah, he That's went crazy. Nuts.
4: He went crazy.
3: And like three days before he scored 52. <laughs> yeah.
4: So that helps with that average, but that that goes to his point. Like, he got in his bag. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if it was for a week or, you know, a week and a half or something like that, he got in his bag. And, and De'Aaron hasn't been able to consistently get in that bag for a while. He had the 41 the other night, but
3: mm. – Sorry.
4: Other than that, hadn't really happened too much.
3: Tough news for the Knicks. OG out for the next three weeks. He had a procedure to remove a loose bone fragment oh. in his right elbow. Oh, uh, he'll miss, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, a minimum of three weeks. Jeez, um, man, that's a team that uh, that's a team that was cooking. Yeah, they made some moves uh, in, too, in in large part, in my opinion, because of the acquisition of OG and Anobi. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna check so, one thing real quick. So we only played twenty three games the first part of the season as opposed to De'Aaron, who played what do we say, thirty two in the in the in the calendar, mm-hmm. twenty seven point one points in that first stretch with no wild outing. His highest point total, he, Devin Booker, his highest point total uh in that stretch was forty. Yeah. So there was no 60s and 50s but, and, and so
4: on. And we could talk about it more when we come back, but the whole point is. On the other side? Yeah, you know, on the other side. Thank you. And are we being too harsh on De'Aaron in comparison to other guys that we hold as franchise players or Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, all-star players?
3: Okay, well, let's talk about it then. Steelo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino and Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. All right. You want to get back into this, or you want to run out there real quick? Uh, let me tell you,
5: let
3: go. Me go go right make there. that run. Go. So, so, this is what's going on right now. There's food in the kitchen, and if you if you don't act quick, like Jesse, you better go. I think I'm gonna leave. I already have my lunch, man. Because if I'm you leave someone if you don't act quick around these around this building, you would think the people here don't eat. Like like there's no food for them in their respective homes
0: they get up so fast
3: too. Oh my god. There's a particular um, department here that gets up faster <laughs> than anyone else too. There is a particular there is a particular department that always seems to feast when these uh when these free meals come in. The funniest thing was Jesse and I were out there working and an email had been sent out about this was before the show, so why the insiders were on about food that's going to be arriving. <laughs> Jesse and I out there getting ready for the show and they come up, "Where's the food?" They said eleven. They said eleven thirty. Where's the food? There's like four people. At, where's the food? There's no food here yet. All right, guys, relax. The food's on the way.
0: Adam Marks puts it perfectly in the chat. It's like Pretzel Day from the office. It's a Adam. That's exactly what it is. That's
3: hundred percent what it is. It's Pretzel Day. And they just waiting out there for 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 the food. But salute out there putting in that work. All right. So I think what we all need to do based on Kenny's question a moment ago is we just got to let everybody's, let let, let let some of the emotion die down. Let everybody's uh, frustration and angst die down. Frustration with the lack of moves at the trade deadline. Frustration with a loss to the Detroit Pistons. And try to have a rational discussion about it sounded like this conversation uh, by the way, the phone lines remain open for you. we're guest free we, we we obviously normally we have Matt close out the show, but Matt had to join us early because he's going to cover the forty nine ers practice in Las Vegas at 4 o'clock. We almost did, um, We almost did. Yeah. Hey, man, I think, so hey, tomorrow, man, I
4: think I'm going to be happy on Sunday night, boy. I think I'm gonna be happy. It's going to be crazy. This is going to be crazy, bro.
3: Tomorrow's going to be one of those days where the chatty house is going to take wagers on how many words I get into. <laughs> oh,
4: boy, I think – I'm just saying I got respect for the Chiefs and Patrick and all that. I just – I think – we maybe we could we could talk about I don't know when we could we can talk about it today or tomorrow, whatever. I just think it's time. I think it's time. I think it's, it's time, man. It's 49ers, it's it's time. It's their time. I think it's their time. Okay. I do. I'm all in, man. I'm all in. Okay. I'm like the guy We're climbing the spear. I ain't got I ain't got no harness. Don't be like me. that guy. I ain't got no harness. Nothing. I'm just I'm going. I'm all in. It's whatever. If I fall off. I'm falling off.
3: Is there any video of the guy going through the trapdoor? <laughs> Not even look for that, but let me, let me, let me look. Yeah, we need I need to see <laughs> the video of the guy going through the trapdoor.
4: Clown. Give him a year. <laughs> give yeah. him a year.
3: I was gonna say Dolan gave Charles Oakley more than that. Like they, they if if he, he's two he, years.
4: He, I don't care. You, know, yeah, you can't have people that. climbing stuff unharnessed.
3: Or at
0: all, for that matter. There's video too, like from the inside, like people from the inside of the sphere watching him climb it.
3: Really? Oh, I need to see that too. I'll tie you in it right now. That's incredible. That is crazy. I wonder, I've never seen what it looks like in the sphere with nothing on. Like,
4: well, yeah, there's, I mean, I haven't either, but one thing I noticed last or yesterday when the guy was climbing that you could see into the sphere.
3: Oh, there I see it. Yeah.
4: So I was like, "Nah, I wonder if they could see out, like if nothing's on." How
3: does this thing
4: work? It's phenomenal. Was it was it you that I was talking to about? Like they're supposed to uh, James Dolan or whatever. They want to do one like in London. They want to have Spears around the world. Like that's the that's the plan.
6: Well, so they good for him.
4: What they say
3: this was like two a two billion dollar venue. I mean, <laughs> it'll probably, be. They probably made it all back too. Like not not like I'm sure. Oh, my God. Like, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you two's like cool. But like, imagine someone like Beyonce or Travis Scott, Travis, Bruno. I yeah. Bruno someone Bruno someone playing. getting like that level of, you know, uh, display. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. Oh, my gosh.
4: It's Jay Solo said London said no. Oh, well, they're lost.
3: <laughs> we don't need that type of stuff here.
4: I do want to go to London. London looks like a, a cool place.
3: Sphere probably gonna have an all star game before Sacramento. <laughs> right.
0: They should put the in season tournament final there.
3: Yeah, oh, by the way, it. did you see that news? Huh? In season tournament? What? Didn't see anything. You got a sponsor? By who? Uh, the airlines. Uh, JetBlue, uh, Emir- Spirit. No, stop it. Alaska. No, stop it. Yes,
4: yeah, em- Emirate Airlines. Emirate, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they went to the. Ain't even full with these American
3: No, no. <laughs> Look at those Spirit full. Airlines. Are you kidding me? They ain't even full with
4: Southwest. They <laughs> no, please. No. Season tournament brought to you by JetBlue.
3: Yeah. No, 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 no. It's no, big no. money talk. Hey, shout out JetBlue. Direct from Sacramento to New York. Ain't nothing yeah, wrong with al- that.
4: Yeah, always got love for JetBlue for sure. You yeah, can go mm-hmm. down to Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in nice little comfort. T- t- um, t- t-
3: TVs everywhere.
4: R- real quick, because I know I still want to talk. Like, uh, still want to talk about De'Aaron Fox, but mm-hmm. we're kind of here. We didn't talk about it. Did you read anything more on that proposed collaboration with the sport net sports networks? did you see that
3: uh yeah i I don't think i i didn't I didn't read like an in-depth think piece on it
4: No nah, it's just but it's just crazy how like they they would come together for one I think it's one streaming service mm-hmm. It was Fox sports
5: mm-hmm.
3: ESPN. And Turner, Warner, Turner. And uh, it's Brothers. called. Well, Turner's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, I think, is what it's yeah. called. I always call them the Turner stations because I'm a wrestling fan. That's <laughs> that's how it what, should be, and that's what we knew him as. <laughs> that's how it should but it's, but it's, yeah, it's the, it's the be, Warner Brothers. Stations.
4: I mean, I, I, I don't want to speak too soon because, like, maybe there's something I'm missing. But I think that would be excellent.
3: So, like, I'd be phenomenal. As, 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 as we got that story and we're looking at the athletic, you know, I, I think that was Tuesday. I just got really agitated that I have to continue to have YouTube Live just to watch King, the Kings. Mm. Even though I even though I get uh League Pass, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. can't watch the Kings through League Pass. That's a joke. So I have to watch it on NBC Sports California, mm. which means I have to have whatever their tier plan is so I can watch it on NBC Sports California, which renders that useless to me. Mm. Though They're probably going to make it like eighty dollars a month anyway. So what's it matter? (laughs) This stuff is out of control. It is completely out of control. Out of control. I remember when Apple dropped their bundles of like music. They have like music, like iCloud Space, Mm -hmm. um, maybe Arcade and News, different things like that. But it's really specific, like bundles to where. The premium one, when it first dropped, it made the most sense to get because the ones that I wanted the most was music, Apple TV, and movies, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, music, Apple TV, and um, news. Mm-hmm. But I just got the premium one and it was like it was like $19 when it dropped. I got an alert on my way in and I know this was gradual. It didn't happen all at once, but I was like, what? What charged my card that? And I... Clicked on it to look at the charge and it was Apple and it was thirty seven ninety nine. Oh, damn.
4: They they do be coming with these charges out of nowhere too. I'll be budgeting out my life. everything's cool all of a sudden. Yeah, PayPal, Apple just took nineteen ninety nine for what? Everything's paid for. Why?
3: And then they just increase stuff by Two, three, four, five dollars every year
4: then come to find out, do some research I got to go through the seven different uh sites to do the nice. research figure out where it came from mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the athletic yearly subscription oh' get
3: out of oh, here get oh, the hell out of oh. here <laughs> That happened to me. I was pissed. I have, I cannot tell you how quick I canceled the Athletic. I was so goddamn mad when that charge came through. I was like, "Oh hell no!" It took me forty-five minutes to figure out how to cancel it. Oh, I was pissed because the Athletic now comes through Apple News. Mm. So I, do, I have the subscription to Apple News that I'm already so paying for. I don't need to pay yeah. for that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was fear. So, the, 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 the bitch of this whole thing <laughs> is they're like, all right, cool. It's canceled. Your cancellation will go into effect February 7th, 2025. Bruh. Y'all go to hell. Bruh. Y'all go absolutely to hell. <laughs> it's
4: a dirty game out here, man. It really
3: is. Uh, Got uh, me with the
4: $5 to sign up now. I'm just forgot. Blame Tim Tau- Tim Kawakami. Blame him.
3: Well, blame He's him old. for taking Jason off the beat. Well, that guy.
4: No. Well, Kawakami. Do better. Mm. Um, That guy, too. One other thing before Talk we get back to the game. I'll games,
3: unblock block you it. if you get a subscription. You little pompous <laughs> prick. You can't be serious. <laughs> These little self-entitled <laughs> jerks, man. You can't be serious. Like, who the hell are you? Like, like, Bro, keep me blocked. <laughs> Who the hell are you?
4: Hey, hey, my life has been just fine just without fine. having access to your tweets. <laughs> my life is great.
3: These like, do.
4: if they're there, cool. If they're not, my life is good. Who the hell are you?
3: These subscriptions, man. I tell
4: I see. I seen Kawakami one time in one of the 49er games. just kind of looked at him. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why you, I, I, saw, head, I was like, why you gotta
3: be such an? Ass? I, I saw him at the press room at the during the during the playoffs. He series. was here during
4: the playoffs. <laughs> that's right.
3: I was like, that's you, huh,
4: <laughs> bro?
3: You got your nerve. You you got your nerve, sir. <laughs> Man, people <laughs> people got so overboard now. Like we're doing just, way too much, bro. Man, just talk about the game. Talk about way the person. Like you're doing too much, man. I've actually read stuff from him where I was like, man, that's a solid point he made. But it's him, so it's like there's probably an ulterior motive to this. Yeah,
4: and, like likewise, like he's a good writer, covers mm-hmm. the teams well. Like it's cool, but just like you you doing too much. You doing like like I da- there's other places to get information. <laughs> I don't need to go to TK. Once again, my life is fine. It's fine.
3: I'm, I'm, I'll just stick to reading Chris Peterman. My, my life perf- is fine. I'm perfectly happy reading 49ers coverage from Chris Peterman <laughs> and Warriors coverage from Marcus Thompson. I'm, I'm just fine.
0: If That's I'm not I mistaken, he tweeted out that block list one time too. It's at 8,000 or like 18,000. One of those crazy numbers.
3: Bro, as long as you better never refer to someone as soft. Bruh. You better real. never refer to somebody as soft.
4: For real, man. Um, just one more thing uh did you see who was in sacramento the other day sure you did our girl
3: was here uh help me out
4: tiana taylor
3: i did see that she yeah, was with uh leo leo yeah yeah, yeah, a yeah. A movie. i wonder
4: if sacramento is going to be the in the movie or they're just filming here you know what i mean
3: Oh, oh yeah. i don't know i don't know if like something to... was happening in sacramento yeah, versus they were just using exactly the like they, setting, they you know?
4: could be like oh we're here in sacramento filming or they could be like we're in dallas but they mm. couldn't get to dallas they could yeah. get here easier so they filmed what I mean. looks like dallas sacramento all right let's go
0: there they were in stockton too i think last week mm-hmm. filming too
4: was not somebody in Modesto? Did you
0: say? Yeah, Canelo was in Modesto, like, <laughs> like like a few weeks ago. He's with us. He's with us.
4: Canelo was the Modesto.
0: Canelo's two
3: hundred nine. He... What was Canelo doing in Modesto?
0: He was at the Gallo Wineries. He has a drink with them or something like that, oh. and they produce it there or
4: something like that. Canelo bougie.
3: So yeah, that's what he do. Okay. He
4: bougie. I like I like Saul though. I like Saul. If Canelo came through right now, I show him. Love. I like I like Canelo. I just don't think he's ever gonna fight David Benavidez.
3: I don't even know what you're talking about, so that's cool.
4: <laughs> Damn, that's man, He does. No, he just wants. I was going to say the Mexican monster, but he just wants to be the monster now, right?
0: I guess. That's I think. Yeah. I
4: like the
3: Mexican monster better. That was. That was. So, you know, so, I have more
4: like, I'm hunting you down, Canelo. Hmm.
3: Your thoughts, Damien? No, it's good. <laughs> that's good. And that's, that's fine. That's good.
4: I got a fight tonight. See if Lopez on. uh. On ESPN.
3: Okay. Well, as long as it doesn't interfere with the WrestleMania press conference, <laughs> we'll put it on. I'm locked well, into I,
4: the I press think we'll conference. I we'll be gone by the time he comes on. Oh, okay. I think, I think it's 7 o'clock.
3: Oh, okay. But right. T.O., yeah.
4: I don't like T.O. though, bro. I don't yeah.
3: like dude. All right. How do you feel about De'Aaron, though?
4: Look, I love De'Aaron. I love De'Aaron. I really do, man. I, I think the world of his talent and what he could be in this league. Sometimes... I feel he's a little too passive out there, and it's it's becoming right, so more who- like fewer and far between than it was maybe in the past. Mm-hmm. But it still happens, and it's frustrating when it happens because it's like, bro, come on, man! Like, expect and like, and when it happens in a loss, it's even more frustrating. Like, it's like, all right, we they struggling right now. Need that jolt. They need their guy. Like, step up step up and like be be more aggressive. Don't be as passive anymore. And last night we got we got the Fox that they were down and he just continued to be passive. And I didn't like that. I think he's better than that, man.
3: So let's go to What was your question before the break? What did you ask? I asked, is...
0: I asked if they were um reverting back to old habits. Okay. Let's hold that. Bad habits, I should say.
3: Bad habits. Shout out Usher. A reverting back.
4: I'm just bad at it. I just can't escape all of these bad habits. Come on, that's the, what is this
3: fire? What? That are we on Saturday? I'll be hyped. Oh, I'm sure that's getting played on Saturday. Who um, are we? Are we too? Are we too rough on De'Aaron? After a little bit of research.
4: I'd say yes, and I'll I'll include myself in what's that. The, what's I'll the, include what's myself in that from time to time. Like today,
3: the research that you just did. Yeah, every like. The well, way, wait a minute. The, the research- way
4: the way it was talked about, at least the way I talked about
3: it. I'll uh-huh. I'll
4: just use myself here. Okay, I talked about it as if De'Aaron, all these other All Stars and all these other top tier players, they don't have no performances like this. Mm-hmm. They ju- they just don't. Mm -hmm. And you've put together a couple in the last month and a half. That's just inexcusable. Mm -hmm. Like that was the premise I came from. And you go and you look at some stuff and it's like, well, damn. He actually, they actually all do this from time to time. They all do it from book 16, seven for Paul George, 14. Like they, they all had, and some, and they all like kind of vary. sometimes. They're able to do that in wins because he's got teammates around him. De'Aaron had 12 points against Atlanta a couple a couple weeks ago. They won that game.
3: So, so the numbers, so the 2023 and the 2024 numbers that I brought to you didn't didn't sway you at all.
4: No, I think he's I think his play has gone down for sure, but I don't I don't think that's an indictment on him, the franchise player. I think he's he's come back down a little bit. He was at a he was at the highest, probably the highest level he could ever play, and he's come down a little bit. And this and once again, I don't. This think is I, how you get. This is how you get to twenty seven points a game, where which, which no, is where I
3: disagree with that because we're too, there's a there's such there's a dramatic difference between these two game these two stretches. I don't think that's it. Like I think the thing that you said earlier about Booker, mm-hmm. where so Booker has like scattered uh games everywhere Mm -hmm. but like you he has those monsters 60 50 40 like in a really really short stretch that's that got him up like I think he was averaging around 26 like he's crept his way up to like 28 like he's close to 29 right now and De'Aaron has like De'Aaron has just kind of consistently been a lot less than he was before. Over the like,
4: over the last month and a half, right?
3: Right. That's what we're talking but about. But I'm, but but, that's I'm, it.
4: but it, so my, my premise is De'Aaron's averaging 32. Like, bro, this, it, just honestly speaking, and I, I wished he would have stayed there and all this other stuff, but I'm like, yo, this is, this dude averaging 32. I would have never thought De'Aaron would average 32, 30 points a game. If you ask me, he's probably like a 25 to 27 point per game score. And so I say that to say when he was at thirty two, based on I don't think where he, I had, he was at
3: thirty, he was at thirty. Yeah, he was at thirty point okay. zero. He was at yeah. thirty when he was at. 30, and maybe 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 his highest was thirty two in that yeah. first stretch. I don't know, but at, at the end of the year, which was what we were talking about, right. he was at thirty point zero. Right.
4: So I'm like, him being at thirty, that's him playing a little bit above over his head. I don't and think I agree in 22, with Twenty two, is him playing a little below where I think he should be. But it all that's what we always say. That's why there's averages. At the end of the day, he averaging twenty he's gonna average twenty-five to twenty-seven points a game. How he gets there, I don't know. He could have he could score twenty-seven every game of the season. Or he could have a month where he's averaging thirty-two and one where he's averaging twenty-two, and then he gets him to twenty seven. But that's what the average is gonna be. Twenty seven I think he's a twenty-five to twenty seven point per game scorer. That's his. That's his. I believe that's his ceiling. And and the path he uses to get on, get to that point. I don't, I don't think know. I agree with you. You think he's a? You think he's a legit? Like, yo, this guy should could be averaging thirty a night for a season. For I think- multiple seasons. Like, cause that's what we're talking about, right? Like, I think SGA gonna average thirty a game for the next four seasons. Luca's. 30 a game, next four or five seasons. There's outlier seasons here and there from people. And if De'Aaron averaged 30 this year, from what I think of his game, I think that's an outlier season. I would think he's more of a 27 a night. But you think De'Aaron could for four years straight average 30?
3: Can you give me – can I have a window of like 28 and a half <laughs> – <laughs> sure I'll give you that. I don't know 30 Thirty's a lot like 30 30 to me as a scorer that's an elite number like averaging 30 point per 30 point not very many guys I mean a lot more guys are doing it now right but overall like not a lot of guys do that per year can I see De'Aaron at a 20 and a half to 30.5 I could like I, I again i I never felt like when De'Aaron was averaging thirty through those first thirty-two games of the season. I don't think I felt like you did. Mm-hmm. I don't think I felt like he was playing over his head. I thought he was playing at another level, which I was surprised by. Not not in the well, that's,
4: sense that's the same thing, right? Like as me, I didn't think he was like, oh, this is this isn't sustained, sustainable. I was like, damn, I didn't think he'd get to this level. But he's at this level, like, damn, okay. I was like, I was surprised by it. I didn't think – I wasn't like, ah, oh, he's averaging 30. He's going to come down to 25. Like, I thought, well, damn, he's here. So I never saw him getting here. If, wow.
3: If he, if he went from 30 to your number of 26 to 27, because remember, this 32 games into the season, he probably would be at, like, 28, mm. 28 and a half. Right. But he's falling right. to 22.
4: Right. You're right. He's fallen to twenty
3: two point, points per game, and that's that's why he's at twenty six point nine now.
4: His consistency has dipped. Because he still had he his has, consistency has dipped. He's his, had, his, he's had his, some big time games. His attempts in that. have dipped.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But, but there's far more twelves, thirteens. Mm-hmm. There's a three there's in there three. somewhere.
4: Yeah, the Pelicans game. There's a
3: three. So There was the the game Malik went crazy that they won. The Orlando that game. Was, I
4: think he had fifteen that game.
3: Yeah, 15 on like 21 or something like that, or 22. I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. His scoring, yeah, he went from 21, just amazing, 11 points per game to 17, to 21, to 25. Then he dropped to 23, went back to 25 last year. He's at 26.9 right now. But I don't know where that 26.9 is going.
4: I think he's going to be... I mean, 26 to 27. I don't think he goes to 25.
3: If I set the number at 26 and a half, you take the over or under?
4: I'll take the over. I think he's going to average like 27 points something this year.
3: Highest, highest
4: point total of his career, or point average of his
3: career. I know I said the win totals, but I forgot what they were. The um 19 and 13 through the first 32, 10 and 8 over the last 18.
4: And Algern asked, what are we talking about? The thing is, I brought up the question of, because I, I I'll just leave myself on this, and I think the chatty house too, I won't leave you guys out of this. I think you guys were also really harsh with his performance last night as to that's who he is, right? Like, because he had that performance last night, he's this, he's that, he's not this, he's not that. And I was kind of guilty of it too, and it was like I had to take a step back and look at these other guys, and I'm like, well, he, he still is on the same level as Devin, Paul George, Cat, because they have these same type of games. They have the same they have the same type of game. Like I think it was last night, Paul George has seven. Yeah, seven and a loss to to the to the Pelicans. Paul George hadn't scored twenty over twenty. The, uh, the whole month of February.
3: But is Paul George does does Paul George have the same primary response, uh, but the same he, primary scoring responsibilities that De'Aaron Fox has?
4: He doesn't. He doesn't.
3: Does Carl Anthony Towns?
4: He. That's uh, close. Okay. It's close. Okay. But the but the whole point is, and that's a point in favor of De'Aaron because it doesn't feel like De'Aaron can have like Paul George. 18-15-18 over three games. They went 3-0. and if, if De'Aaron had 18-15-18, you think they going 3-0, and the Kings? I don't think no. so. I don't no. think so. You know what no. I mean? And that goes to Paul, who's looked at as an all-star, has the opportunity to have games like that because his team is better. All
3: right. Let's come back. I, I I lost track of time. So did okay. I. We've I, got. I,
4: that happened. We just came back. I just got the turkey sandwich.
3: <laughs> we'll come back. There's <laughs> a lot more to talk about. It's Steel and KC. Uh, phone lines open for Manny. I see you. Hang on one second. We'll get to you right after the break. d and KC uh, brought to you by Sky River Casino mm. here on Sacramento.
4: We'll talk about when I come back.
3: Sports leader. James Booknight. <laughs> ESPN 1320. All right. We back in here. Trying to make. Heads or tails of what's going on with the Sacramento Kings after losing to the Detroit Pistons. Looks like practice just wrapped up. James is posting videos right now. Kevin Herter spoke. Um, uh, Trey Lyle spoke. We heard a little bit of Kevin Herter's conversation during the break. I not not I'm not trying to be funny. It didn't it didn't sound like the most compelling thing in the world. Maybe we could scroll through it a little bit and see if there's anything there we need to hear. Um, but there, yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible that Kevin Herter got tossed last night. That was ridiculous. Absolutely incredible. Uh, what we caught eye of, uh, right as, um, we had to step out during commercial break is, uh, childish, childish, uh, DiCaprio brings it up in the chat. Uh, James Booknight was released. Um, and I know that was a guy that you really liked coming into the draft and whoopsie.
4: I didn't –
3: got that one wrong. I think Davion got a hold of him, and my brother was never the same. Never
4: the same. I thought Book Knight was that dude coming out of UConn.
3: Uh, And he
4: just – he's barely been able to play in this league. I think the one time he played, he had like 20-something against the Kings. (laughs) I think that was like the only good game he ever had. Well, bring him to Sacramento and see what he's got.
3: Ooh. Actively Black just dropped a preview of the Kings gear that's coming oh, out this snap. year. Oh my god! Oh snap! All right. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh boy, they dropping some crazy gear at the arena. Come yo, on, man. Yo,
4: hey, I know there's people listening. We gotta talk to. We gotta talk to them.
3: Bro, I've been trying to do that for two years. Talk to Kendra. I can't do it. He don't. He don't respond to me. Kendra. Maybe I'm too light skinned. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, maybe maybe you need to talk can, to him. Can, well, I'm say K B. Tell him, well, tell him to
4: get, well, Kendra, she's gotta be listening. She just texted yeah, us. Help her brother out. K and Like, we gotta talk to him. Before. We've been trying
3: to get this dude. He he used to play for he used to play for the Kings. He had a a, a, a training camp contract with the Kings. Mm-hmm. He created a athletic brand called Actively Black. Yeah. It's phenomenal. You you guys see me wear this stuff all of the time. He's partnered with the Kings for a drop that's coming up on HBCU night. I need that hoodie. And I need that hoodie, bro. The video is on social. It just right. got sent to us and it is fire. Yeah, I need that hoodie. I need that hoodie and we got to talk to him, be, Come on now. Get this dude on the show with us. We've been we've been trying. He won't he, he don't return my calls. Maybe he'll return yours, Kendra. Yeah. Is,
4: yeah. That's no nah, I need the hoodie. Need that also, hoodie, we got to no. tell
3: Complex we need HBCU night. We need KSFM live at the at the Golden That's One facts. Center, HBCU. You know. That's facts. I ain't I, been to a game in a month, man. I, I, I need to be well, there did for did you hear –
4: uh, I think Kyle Masson was saying they've only had four home games in the last, like, month and a week or something oh, like that. my goodness. It's crazy. It's oh, crazy. Man. They ain't been home for a minute. They'll be home Friday, and then they'll be gone. Yeah, be the gone 22nd. again.
3: Yeah, be gone again. Uh, let's get Manny – oh, Kendra says she got it. All right, K- KMB, we're relying on you. Let's go. Help a brother Ooh. out. Let's cook. Let him know it's both of us. It's not just one of us. Let him know. We both actively <laughs> black. Come on now. Let's get Manny in here. <laughs> you was laughing too hard when I said I had to talk about Black History Month too. No. I don't think I didn't catch that. No, I, I, know, no. I
5: know
4: how you are. It wasn't, uh, when, no. it wasn't you. It was the location. I was no. like, oh, okay. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> I thought it might have been or kennedy or something but he's like oh is this i said oh okay
3: let's get a <laughs> manny just go i got nothing go ahead manny see? Us, no,
4: us
10: light-skinned folks don't never get respect. Like uh, see? see
3: i thought the drake video would change everything and it didn't
10: <laughs> it changed some things but um <laughs> oh my uh about fox i, I just want to kind of expound on what kenny said right like the responsibilities and I kind of look at it the other way, too, Casey, where it's, look, we know, like when Paul George and them have bad games, like they know they have, like Paul George, right? he's got Harden, he's got, uh, you know, he's got his guys that you know that they can kind of make up for some of that. So, yes, he has less responsibilities. Mm -hmm. But but Fox knows day in and day out what his primary job is. He knows whether for better or for worse, he's that dude. And if we're really talking about that we believe that he's that dude, he's him, right? Then these can't, these kind of games can't happen. And I'm not as critical as a lot of people have been on him, especially like after last night. I, I don't know if there's something that's hurting too, or, but and maybe it's says he has this nonchalant, like it's kind of part of his smoothness, smoothness, right? Where he, the way he plays and glides, and I think sometimes people take that for like not caring or want to see him blow up. And it's like, he's that's not in his personality to blow up like that. And I, I think sometimes people misinterpret what that means, right? They, they want to see somebody so adamant all the time. Cause that's to them. That's the only way you can show passion or you, mm-hmm. or that you care. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you watch those games and it's like, it's not just the way it's the way he's not doing these, like where he is kind of like taking a step back when, you're seeing your team lose, you're down 10, you're down 12, you're down 15. It's like, you got to have that mentality at some point, like F everybody else and the play's being called and be him. Because if you're not going to be him, this whole game is about to crumble. And I think that's where sometimes I'm like, where he kind of like I get irked a little bit with him, but I still think he's learning that. There's been so many years of losing. Last year was the first year of like the, they blew up the excitement, the way they were playing. It's not always easy to maintain that the next year when you're not the when you're the hunted. And mm-hmm. I think they're learning that and I think no matter what else happens after this year, I expect to see a different version of him next year more towards that. I would say for me, I think he's going to be a 25 to 30 point scorer a year. That's what I see. And I mm-hmm. think that's where he's going to be because if he's not that, then we got a lot more other problems that we have to deal with too. that.
3: I don't think that's. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I was, I, I think, twenty-five. Like hitting the range between twenty-five and thirty—that's a big. Mm-hmm. I know it does. I know it's it's five points. I yeah. feels like there is a world of difference nah, between it twenty-five and thirty. It does it like does, De'Aaron's really. twenty-five now? De'Aaron's been twenty-five. You know, figurative like his entire career. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's the question is is he is he a thirty-point per game score right. where he was at the beginning of the year or
4: or is he is he even more than twenty-five is he? Twenty-seven or twenty-eight,
3: because I feel like there's that's a that's a jump in itself to go from twenty-five to
4: twenty-eight, and then twenty-eight to thirty is another jump. Absolutely. So is he is he in the middle there? Um, The other thing that people like talk about, like his demeanor after the games, and I get it; it doesn't invoke a whole lot of like. it, like, people aren't looking at him like, I, I know he's pissed off about this game because of what he just said or or his demeanor or something like that. Number one, I just want to remind people, that doesn't mean he's not pissed off, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't mean that he's not angry about the loss or he isn't embarrassed. You know, we talk about that all the time. People show their anger. People show their embarrassment in different ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when somebody's really embarrassed, they'll start smiling, right? Mm-hmm. like, what are you smiling about? Mm-hmm. But they're like, that's their way of like i'm super embarrassed right yep. now you yep. know so you you just you just never know i believe De'Aaron fox was pissed off about the loss last night i i do believe that to what degree who knows that's not that's not for me to just judge but mm-hmm. i do think he was upset about the loss um but i do think he looks at these things the way that you talked about the way these professional athletes do like yeah, I'm pissed off about it, but I, just like we didn't get extra wins for having a five and two road trip, we mm-hmm. don't get extra loss because this we still got, we still got a job to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm looking at the job ahead. The other thing, real quick about his demeanor is, I've mentioned those other guys, and we I think a lot of people look at Devin Booker as a guy like whiny, mm-hmm. and he'll run away from.
3: No, oh, what do you call him?
4: i just say he's a good ball player. I yeah. don't know what you're talking
3: I mean, about. That's true. I, I call
4: him a baller. So call-
3: It's a B word. <laughs> <laughs> but It's it not baller, but it was a B word.
4: <laughs> I call him a baller. I don't know what you're talking uh, okay. about. Okay. Go not look at him like that. Whereas, like, I think, especially recently, people look at Paul George as, like, he's not, like, this fiery guy. He's not going to be like, man, throwing chairs and stuff like that. But he's, like, self-aware. Like, Paul George, I don't – I don't know if he said this last night or not, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility it would be like, "Yeah, I was terrible last night. I sucked, man. My my game was off and that that wasn't good enough." And that's something that we kind of get from Paul George and it's I don't want to say we expect, but it's not out of the norm. Like I don't think anybody will ever expect De- De'Aaron Fox to come to the podium and be like, "I was terrible." You know, I, that's just not him. Like he's not going to show that type of response to us. So the whole moral of that is like I wouldn't get too caught up in the post game stuff and what they say.
3: So let's talk about the in-game stuff then. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was lethargic? Do you think he was – lethargic is not the word I'm looking for. Do you think passive. he was – Passive. Yeah. Do you think he was um, – unfocused in, in his approach to the game last night. And and, and, and I, I'll stall them out for, for a second. Do you think they were unfocused in their approach to the game last night? Defensively, yes. Defensively, for sure. And here's the
4: thing that I struggle with all the time, especially in a situation like last night. And I don't know the right answer. Fourth quarter comes, the Kings are, are down, We all want fourth quarter Fox, you know, to show up, be aggressive, and like put the team on his back. Fourth quarter Fox. But I I haven't talked to De'Aaron or anybody close to him, so I don't know if this is how he felt about last night. But I'm sure the way he looks at it is I'm just about to win. Like the fourth quarter stuff is cool if Mm -hmm. needed, but I'm about to win. Mm -hmm. And in leading up into the fourth quarter, when, and I'm speaking as if I'm De'Aaron Fox, when I was on the bench and they brought. They brought us back. Monk and Sabonis were cooking. So you guys want me to start shooting every shot when they're the ones that are playing great? They're getting – Trey Lyles is getting whatever. Like just because I can be fourth quarter Fox, you want me to say forget what's gotten us – what's working for us. Let me take all the shots. And I don't know what the answer is to that. (laughs) Like I don't because there's a part of me that would say, I understand what you're saying, De'Aaron. Those guys are playing well. Let Monk initiate the offense. Let Sabonis initiate the offense. And let that keep cooking. There's another part of me that says, Jordan, airtime air All right. They, they brought us back. Now it's time. Bobby
3: Hanson, baby. Bobby Hanson. <laughs> Bobby Henson. Hanson's
4: 14 third quarter points, well, which was not what happened.
3: Three. The man <laughs> had three points. <laughs> Bobby Hanson, the greatest three points in the history of the <laughs> Chicago Bulls.
4: <laughs> Mike was playing like the dog and he yeah, brought him back. The yeah. But, um, yeah, or is it like, all right, you got us back, now I'm about to take us home. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that I'm st- presenting those things, saying I don't know what the answer always is to that. I think it's a feel thing. And if last night he felt Domas and Monk were cooking offensively, let them cook offensively. What I would say is, shift your focus. All right, they got the offense. Somebody got to shut the water off on Jaden Ivey. Let me take that assignment.
3: So here's here's the thing. Here's the other part of Malik, right? Malik at the the the, the locker last night. Everybody remembers the quote. Oh, I don't like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Talking about the crowd booing, but he was also asked about like the energy, and he was like, "You don't have to. Worry. I'm the energy guy. You just said it yourself. I'm the energy guy. You don't ever have to worry about my energy." I think there are times where the I think there are times where De'Aaron specifically struggles to match, his, match Malik's energy. Mm. If Malik's in that closing lineup, I think De'Aaron has such a methodical way of playing that he struggles sometimes to match mm. Malik. And if sometimes, and, and this is the gift and the curse of Malik, sometimes you have to, hey, hey, calm down. but we, Hey, settle down. We got this. We got to do this, but, but settle down. But sometimes that, like that, that like, I don't want to call it a crazy nature, but sometimes that that over the top way Malik plays is what kills the other team, mm-hmm. and it almost happened last night, it, right? And it felt like not everybody on the floor was able to match the energy that Malik had, mm-hmm. and the the we we could talk about this forever, which we have. We're three hours into this, and we've talked about this a lot. The, the the bigger issue is there's a lack of – there's something missing on the defensive end, and it's not a player. And that's the thing I – you know, is we talk about trade deadline, and we talk about this every year. We'll, we'll trade deadline, we'll do it during free agency, and we'll do it during the draft. Sometimes people just want change. They think just because it's change, it's better. The only trade – when I saw the P.J. Washington deal, I, I was like, God damn, that sucks. Because PJ didn't go to Philadelphia. Hey, salute buddy. Good for you. <laughs>
4: Shut up, buddy. At least he'll go he's, to will go to Philadelphia. He's gonna make the playoffs. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um he didn't he didn't, you know, go to the to the Wizards. Like he went to Dallas. And Dallas is a team where as they were constructed, I was like, eh, I don't buy it. Like, I don't. But they did a couple of things and the you know, today really. It felt like it was all today. Mm-hmm. They did a couple of things this morning where it's like all right, I don't love this. I don't love this for Sacramento at all. Yeah. King's gotta be on point. Um, that's the only one where it's like, oh, that that that's the only one where I'm like, that really sucked. Mm. I don't think change necessarily means anything better. I don't think there's any player, I'll use P.J. as an example. I want. I love the idea of P.J. Washington on Sacramento. I think a lot of other people love the idea of P.J. Washington in Sacramento. I think a lot of people in the chatty house on the radio love the idea of P.J. Washington in Sacramento. The reason that's so funny is because you know what P.J. doesn't do?
4: doesn't play a lot.
3: He doesn't play defense. Oh, there's that too. And it's like, oh, we need someone who can change things defensively. Oh, word? Yeah. Okay. Also I'd like PJ Washington. <laughs> yeah, cuz he ain't that guy. Yeah. And looking at what happened last night, you know, <laughs> trying to take a trying to take a DeAaron Fox approach to this thing. Mm-hmm. Who would have changed the fortunes of the Sacramento Kings last night? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have right exactly. Exactly. I have no idea who that would have been. Yeah, I don't think that singular unless it's Unless so, it's like 2014, Kawhi. I, well, the other thing
4: I was gonna say it might have been, could have been Keegan Murray. To your and
3: that's and that was and that was my frustration with what Mike Brown did last night.
4: Because because the thing that I think about because also people Manny called in and, and there was people in the chat talking about when I bring up Booker and 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 uh, Paul George and all, they're like, well, they're playing with the Hall of Famers, so they can have those nights. And you know, there's a uh, there's a lot of pressure on De'Aaron every night to do this Not Last night, that wasn't the case. They scored 120 points. They're supposed to win those games when they score 120 points. Yeah. You know what I mean? Last night. And the he, what,
3: 31 assists?
4: Yeah. La- last night, they had the offensive reduction. What they needed last night was they needed somebody to step up and stop Jay Ivey. That's the thing that I'm going to remember from that game the most. He was unstoppable. I think he had 19 in the fourth quarter. He was unstoppable in that fourth quarter. And if they would have gotten three stops – on Jaden Ivey, I think the game would have been different. And they couldn't find a way to get one, let alone three.
3: Uh, let's get Jamil here. 916 909 1320. Jamil, what's up, baby?
12: What up, what up, boys? Hey, I'm going to be the glasses half full guy today, man. Everybody's been calling, and complaining, you know, just frustra- frustrated with everything. I'm be the glass half full. We got to go back to Monty McNair's last, you know, with the Rocket Center. This is a marathon, not a race. I came to the piece last night to maybe we're gonna have another first round exit with this team. But it's for the longevity of this team, the, the next five years. Let Monty McNair play chess, not checkers. I'm 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 believing that there's a reason why he did not make a, a, a trade. It just, you know, it, it hurts. It's a it's a frustrating point for the fans. But I just want to be the, the, the ounce of positivity. Let's just trust money. It's playing checkers for the, or playing chess. I, I, I apologize for the next five years, boys. Let's just stay positive, man. Love y'all, man.
5: Appreciate,
4: Appreciate you, brother. You, yeah, I, I I hope so. And you know, would it really come? To that? Like, what would what would it have taken hypothetically to beat Dallas's PJ Washington offer? Maybe you're looking at Davion,
3: Trey, the first rounder. Yeah, Trey.
4: I don't think I'm paying that for PJ Walker. Why do I keep saying that?
3: PJ P. Washington. P. Washington. Yeah, I think I we could know. get PJ Walker for less. <laughs> I think you can. You read that story about how uh uh the equipment people have to like move his shoes everywhere. No.
4: Oh, oh yeah. PJ Tucker.
3: Oh, PJ Tucker. Yeah, PJ Tucker. That was a PJ Tucker we can get. I don't know about PJ Walker. Why they gotta move his stuff? <laughs> Same thing. I was wondering, like, why is everybody moving PJ Tucker's shoes around? By the way, I I I have some uh, non-related uh, breaking news. Oh. <laughs> I did. I, I I didn't notice. I found out through social media. Okay. I inquired last night, but what a morning we had! Tickets to our Usher brunch. They gone. Ooh. M joint sold out. Wow they say they almost sold out we still got a but place that to was sit? posted that was posted 15 minutes yeah you know we still got it. a place to sit I don't know I'll ask gaps <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know we just the host our names are on the flyer <laughs> come through I try I, I, hey i'll I'll post the link you, you hurry up and buy tickets this is, apparently this is it man because I asked last night I was like how close are we I was like ah, "It's like we're pretty close and then I got a text this morning I was like, hey he said, hey something's going on. Did you post something? I was like, "Yeah, we all posted something." No. Well, they were they were bought up.
4: All right. I, I this I joint I almost sold out this morning, and uh, I guess I don't know. You what? I post something this morning.
3: KC well, got Casey. Hey, man, Casey got sway. That's what they know, bring Kenny Carew in. Just, for. But
4: yeah, well, just needs. I I just need one table. Well.
3: You got Ab's number, you text me, need a table. <laughs> I got everybody asking me about the brunch. How come nobody ever asked Kenny about the well, brunch? Because
4: you got the juice, man. You got the juice, dog. Oh,
3: great. Now Kenny's going to throw me off a building.
4: <laughs> you got the juice, dog. It's all you, man. So here we are. Um, the Sorry, I was distracted. Uh, my son will be happy. There's a new Sonic movie coming out.
3: <laughs> Just, Wait, what kind that. of movie are those? Is it like a cartoon or is it one of those?
4: Sonic is a cartoon, but he's in like the real world. So Sonic, Ooh. Knuckles, and Tails. This one I think is going to be Knuckles movie. They're actually not bad. They're they're like, they're cool, they're fine. I wouldn't say they're like Lego Ninjago. Those are great movies, but they're, they're cool. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you, no, no. Last time we saw the Sonic movie, they had, uh, we watched the end of the movie or whatever, and they did like a Marvel situation where they went through the credits. It was a happy ending, and they had, I think it was like Super Scion Sonic or something, like this black Sonic. The, the kids in the theater, oh my gosh, oh snap, yo, oh. <laughs> they lost it. I said, well, what Sonic is this? Reese was like, nah, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's awesome. They lost it. That's awesome. I would have been so confused <laughs> if I was in that theater. What the hell is going on? You know it, it, the 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 Kings, you know, it was bizarre. Do I don't know if I still have this pulled up? I don't think I do. The Kings. Yeah, I closed all of these tabs yesterday. The Kings were ranked, this was prior to last night. The Kings were ranked 10th in the most recent. ESPN power, power rankings. Oh. And <laughs> this sucks to bring up a day later. Their improved defense was cited <laughs> as a way. And that's where that's where numbers sometimes where, like I can't figure out numbers versus my eyes. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll ask, I, mean, I guess I could post a poll question. Do we... Does it feel like the Kings are playing better defense? No, Like, it really
4: doesn't. No, and and but. I say that I say that saying like it, it looks about the same. Like I remember, the the I think it was the first Hawks game or whatever, and like they held him to thirty points in the second half. Felt like they were getting the same looks; they just missed them.
3: Mm.
0: Kings are borderline making teams look elite from the three point line every time they come in. Oh yeah, Will
3: that's, Z had a stat on that. Uh, that's it's not good. Mm. Not good. Um, it's a bunch of Kyle Corvers every time the Kings uh, play. There
4: was a Joe Harris sighting last night. I ain't seen him Gee, in three they, years. I think Joe Harris got waved this waves? morning.
6: No, How like many players, players that
4: beat the Kings last night got cut today?
0: They just signed these guys. Hey, we got a Kings game coming up. Come play with us. <laughs> and they're out of there after.
3: Orlando, this oh, is, this is these are wills these numbers. He, he, Jesse, we'll just we'll just keep rolling here. Orlando put up 56.8 percent from three against Sacramento. They shoot 33.7 percent against other teams. Mm. Cleveland, 51 percent against Sacramento, 55 35 uh, percent uh, against everybody else. Boston, 52 percent, 37 percent against everybody else. The only team, where well, there's a handful. The team that has shot worst from three against Sacramento is Denver.
5: Mm.
4: <laughs> Come on, man.
3: They shot. You can't one.
4: write this script. <laughs>
3: they, well, no. What you can't write is the team who is the second worst against Sacramento Oklahoma City.
4: <laughs> Kings, about to, Kings about to win the next two and lock up. <laughs> Lock up from beyond the arc. Everything's fixed. Everything's on, fixed.
3: On the season, Denver shoots against other teams 37.2% against Sacramento, they shot 24%. Oklahoma City against everybody else 39.7%, against Sacramento, 27.3%.
4: I got to really dive into like why that is. I think a
3: lot of it has to do with comfort, but La- I can tell last you what it was they... last night. I watched the I went go to synergy. Watch all the threes back last night. It's we... like they were chasing the ball. I don't know what the game plan is. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's like they were chasing the ball and guys were kicking it, kicking it. I mean Jaden hit a couple because Jaden was feeling himself, mm-hmm. but the threes that came as like part of the offense. Like they the 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 the, the, the closeouts were weak. They were slow. They were uh, they were they were following the ball everywhere. No one, and this was my Keegan Murray problem. I would have put someone on Jaden. No matter what else is happening on the floor, they don't leave Jaden Ivy, and that's not what happened.
4: I think I can't remember. I think Monk stepped up to guard him uh, in the game yesterday, and Jaden was Jaden was cooking. I mean, they, there was a lot of pick and roll there too. Mm-hmm. So that that. You know, that's one of the things where you talk about breaking down and, and rotations and stuff like that, um, that you just, you know, you, you, the pick and roll creates that. And how you defend the pick and roll, whether you go over, it seems like everybody goes over and never go under for whatever reason. Like, I, I have no idea. Jay Ivy, I know he was hot or whatever, but he was going downhill every time. They go over, trap, hedge, all this other stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's like – I wonder like the will Z in Detroit or Denver I wonder if the the Pistons got the same amount of wide open looks last night that they always get and they just hit them
3: because that you know it I, took me a minute to right, realize what you were saying the <laughs> will Z in Detroit or Denver I got yeah. you yeah because
4: um, because that, that's what I always look for when the Kings shoot bad or shoot good in a game right like what are the are the wide open looks staying consistent yeah and in that case it's just are you making them or missing them? I wonder if these teams are getting more wide-open looks against the Kings, which helps them shoot a better percentage, or is it about the same? Maybe they just feel more comfortable.
5: Hmm.
3: Yeah, I don't.
4: I, I don't know. Don't that's an just an open-ended question. I don't, have I, don't, an an, yeah. I don't expect anybody to have an answer. I just yeah. – thoughts from KC.
3: Coming to a commercial break soon. Thirteenth round, kicking it with KC and thoughts with KC. So now that the trade deadline is over.
4: Now that we're done.
3: Do you think there's a positive, negative effect, or just it's indifferent?
4: I think it's indifferent. To your point earlier today, I don't think the trade deadline effect on the game last night. I, I agree. Yeah, 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 I think they're. I yep. think they're past for whatever reason. I, for whatever reason, I think they're past that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't think that getting past the trade deadline um, will have an effect on this team. They've got to. They've got to figure out internally how to become more consistent in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And what's that going? I think. I think it's the 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 guys that are. Clearly, it's the guys that are on this roster. I think it's the guys that are in the rotation. This is this is who it is. They've got to, they've got to figure it out. You know, it reminds me of when I think they lost four in a row, and um, Domas was like, "Hey, it's it's up to us. Like, we got to look together. We got to look internally mm-hmm. how to change this thing." And they did to a certain degree, and now for a higher level of consistency, once again, they've got to look within each other. To figure out what's needed, what they have to do to be a more consistent group.
3: Let's see what good we Buddha on today. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty Buddha.
4: <laughs> Yo, we're talking about <laughs> Buddha, you a vibe, bro? We didn't get your boy, man. We didn't, at least not right now, man. We didn't get your boy.
11: Yeah, it's cool, man. But I would at least wanted something like you feel know, me to get a little better. But it's well,
3: we got it's, cash. It's, We got cash considerations.
11: You can't go wrong with cash, but I don't know. I think you need a little something else. But as far as Fox, man, he gonna be all right, bro. I feel like that with the trade deadline coming around, we was really trying to show like Harrison Barnes can still get his off, Uh, Kevin Herter can still get his off, Trey Lyles can still get his off. So maybe he got in his head a little bit and he dropped back because when uh, he was really balling crazy. He was taking at least twenty shots. That's what a player like AI was doing. He was mm-hmm. taking over twenty shots. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I feel like he'll bounce it back now. But like I said, man, Monty gotta wake up. He'd been on a milk carton for two years, man. Mm-hmm. He he took that he took that extension. I ain't seen him yet. Like, so I don't know, bro. <laughs> we we, we got Step out on the buyout market or
3: something. We, Buddha. <laughs> we appreciate you, bro. <laughs> I love the Monty's mailing it in. <laughs> He got his he got his cut. He's just like a running back. <laughs> he, like a running he got his extension and now he's kicking it. Hey.
4: So look, I will say this. This is shaping up to be a huge summer for Monty McNair.
3: Yeah, this summer's important. Absolutely. He's got to Absolutely, he's got to make some yep. some moves. This, well,
0: because you,
4: you look at this team and like,
0: sure, Fox can like play better. Don't don't stink it up against the Pistons, but also I think a lot of the issues are fixable, like from Monty McNair's side. Mm. Like get that third, get that get that score we've been talking about that third guy, get that score. But I think get some we, defenders in here. Like a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the issues of this team
3: are just a product of how it's been built. I think we say stuff like that like it's easy. It's his job. No, it's 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 his job, but it's also it, it's also his job to put together the. It's his his primary job is to put together the best roster that's possible. So you say go out there and get get a third score that might not exist. Mm. Like like I mean you you're talking about a third score. You're not talking about a couple try hard defensive guys who are going to bust their ass for you twelve to you know eighteen minutes a night. You're talking about a third score. That's a difficult get, mm. and then the, the 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 you know the 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 plus minus here the 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 pros and cons benefit of going to get those defensive guys is maybe they can't keep up with what you're doing offensively mm-hmm. talked about PJ Tucker a second ago PJ Tucker's fantastic on the defensive end yeah he going to work for Sacramento mm-hmm. standing over there in the corner unguarded like yeah don't feel like like there and th- those are all things and and I'm not insinuating that they were interested in PJ Tucker I'm just saying you you there are players out there like that and you have to ask like does that help with Sacramento? Does that help the way that the Sacramento Kings play basketball? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we come up with these ideas and think, like we, you, I think you, you asked the great question with the with the PJ Washington deal. How could Sacramento have matched that? And you start you start throwing out a handful of players and a handful of draft picks, and it's like, for what PJ Washington is going to be here? Mm-hmm. Is that what we want to do? Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a. You know, Buddha, you know, I know Buddha was, you know, kind of half Joe. he's on a milk carton. Oh, well, I'm sure, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's working. Mm-hmm. It just didn't it didn't pan out for it.
4: I think, and to, to Jesse's point and to both of your guys' point and Buddha's point, I think the last time he could get away with that is right now. Right now. Yep. This summer, he yep. can't. I was patient and wasn't tripping off the trade deadline last year. I was like, it's not that big of a deal that these guys cook. I understood what happened over the summer. Wasn't tripping. Today was the first day. I was like, man, I gotta do a little something, but I understand, like, it takes two to tango. Do you have the assets to, to do something or whatever? I know it's a hard job. I know it's tough, but this summer, that's not gonna fly. <laughs> it's just not gonna fly. Like, you've got to do something you've got to bring something to this team that helps them any way you can free agency draft um, trade mm-hmm. you've got to bring something where we could be like now nah, this is going to help this team in a major way
0: mm-hmm. and i point to Monty too because I feel like with this team and I'm not saying like Monty needed to make a move now but more so the problems with this Kings team are more so ones that Monty has to fix like fix over time I think what this Kings team is now is, like, it's what they are who they are. They're going to be inconsistent. Like, the game coming out of the Pistons game yesterday, I wasn't like, oh, I can't believe the Kings did that because it's just like, like, what do we expect? It's what they've done all season. Like, they'll probably come out of this next four-game stretch against these tough teams going 3-1, and one, probably 2-2 two and two or something like that. Like, That's it's just, right. ideally, it's just one, like Fox said, it's just one game that they lost. So I think my thing is, is that I'm not expecting, like, development or anything. It's just more so going forward, Monty's going to have to fix what's wrong. Mm.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: I think if De'Aaron last night had been like, man, this this was awful. This was terrible. Turn the table over and left. <laughs> that would have been funny. And then it would have been hilarious. But And then today, stood in front of James and Sean and everybody and said, you know, in the end, it's one game in the loss column. Mm-hmm. I think everybody would feel completely different. Yeah. Saying this, they just desperately want De'Aaron to turn a table over.
4: Well, look, De'Aaron is one, but isn't that what we just did? We came out here at 12 o'clock, didn't even play the intro music. No, we we was mad. Sorry, sorry young dude. Then Jill. we came back later and was like, he is right, though.
3: Eh. <laughs> it's eh. just one game. Sometimes you just got to talk to it. <laughs> That's it. That's De'Aaron just it. don't need to talk to it. You're <laughs> good. I don't know what y'all worked up about. We fine. That's it, man. Uh, Will Z pulled up on us. Because uh, he's the man. The Will Z of Sacramento or the Will Z of Detroit? The Will Detroit?
4: Z of Sacramento. Just handing
3: out Will Z's all <laughs> over the country.
4: For last night's example, at least, the Pistons averaged 18 wide open, th- 18.1 wide open threes per game and had 15 last night. Mm. But they made eight of them. It's the season-long trend of teams hitting their wide open looks against the Kings. So I don't really know what to make of that because the Kings – Gave them less wide open looks than normal, but they just felt great. They just hit them. I don't. Th- teams are going into these games like it's game seven. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. They just feeling great. So, um, it, it 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 was a situation last night where, I mean, they just they was hitting, they was hitting three like Ivy was looking like Steph, you know, a follow who should have been pulled from the game halfway through because there was a deal that was worked out. I don't know why he kept playing. Hey, get him the hell off the court. You got a deal worked out for him to – I think he's going to New York now. Get him off the court. Hmm. No, he stays out there and is hitting threes left and right. Killian Hayes, who they decided yesterday before the game, they weren't even going to want, but they're like, let him play anyway. They was hitting, man. (laughs) They was hitting, and some of that is on the Kings, and some of that is tip your hat to the Pistons, and some of that is like, damn, they just hitting against us.
3: A little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. We'll come back. You'll hear from uh, Mike Brown uh, at practice today. Um, We'll talk more uh, Kings basketball and our thoughts moving forward as the Kings have got to put the trade deadline and they've got to put this loss to Detroit behind them because now the stretch to uh, finish out the first part of the season gets really, really difficult with a couple of matchups versus Denver uh, and Oklahoma City and Phoenix in between. So we'll talk about all that. Steel and McCasey brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320.
5: <laughs> Unless the black
3: artists are us, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> all right. Appreciate you.
4: Well, we do.
3: Well, I mean, I guess we do. Yeah. You know, I got Post Malone there, too. Well, I don't know where
4: know where he came from. And then there's another, uh, I think, like a reggaeton song where I was like, where, where did this come from?
3: Not this month.
4: All right. Yeah, we do. We do, though. We
3: do. They're going to unveil Kobe's statue uh, coming up here pretty soon on the app and on NBA TV. Um, I'm anxious to see what it is. Yeah. Really anxious to see what it is.
4: I think it's gonna be. My guess is it's gonna be when he like showed it. That's
3: what I thought. The jersey, but is Gigi on the statue too, or no? It's just Kobe. I, I,
4: I don't know. For I some thought, reason, I, I, I thought it
3: was Kobe and GG, but maybe be. it might be. Maybe it's not. Because if it's Kobe, it's that their arm, yeah, arm over her, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or at least I would think. But yeah, I have man. no idea what they're doing. I don't know.
4: It's uh, it's it's still crazy, man. It's still crazy. It he's not. He's not with us. Yeah.
5: Mm, mm, mm.
3: Um, let's go to Mike Brown. Uh we've got the phone lines open. It's just us for the for the rest of the show. If you want to tap in, you can 916 909 thirteen twenty. Um let's go to Mike Brown here. Uh Mike Brown, uh post practice uh today. Uh here's coach.
8: Day later, is it any easier? Yeah. No. No. Still stinks. Yeah. Still sucks. But you know what? Hopefully we got a little bit better from it. How, how, how was
6: the mood, obviously, come in? And the guys, did, did, do you feel like they wore the message well? You wanted it to sting? Sound like you kind of gave them some words last night?
8: I, I hope so. You know, I, I, I do. I believe in this group. I believe this group is competitive. I believe they want to win. I, I've seen it. You know, I felt it. And, uh, you know, and I understand, like I told, said last night, I understand there's some games you're going to kind of trick them off or have you want to call it, you know, because. Everybody's in the NBA and they're talented and anything can happen on any, any given night. But I don't believe any of us starting with me could say we we'd be able to look ourselves in the mirror and say we left it out on the floor last night. And, and again, that's that's not anything to the Pistons and the job they did and, and, and Ivy and, and Monty. Uh, it's just how we feel as a team and who we think we are, who we think we are. Mike, uh, NBA trade, trade deadline comes and goes, same exact group that you're going to walk in the second half with. Is there a little bit of, like, pressure off you guys because of that, like, where you, you know this is your group and who's going to be here? Uh, maybe. It might be with some guys because, you know, you no. Know, sometimes guys want to be crazy sometimes they don't. And, but it, it's, a, it's a pain for it to happen, you know, I mean, I'm your family and your life and all of that stuff and, and it might be, you know, a relief to, to some guys. You would have to ask them all together. I, I know, as a as a head coach, uh, you know, you know that okay from this point forward, kind of sort of like you said, we don't, That's one less quote unquote distraction that you have to deal with. Uh, but that's part of our business, and that's a part that is unfortunate. But we have to be able to deal with it on a yearly basis. We
3: yes, can sir. cut there, Jesse, because that basketball dribbling is just getting on 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 my nerves so uh there's Mike Brown um following practice today uh for the Sacramento Kings and uh, you know obviously the trade deadline being behind us is again I don't think that affected what we saw last night uh I wish there were signs I wish there were things that we saw on the floor Go, oh they just they just had to get through they just had to get through this game but that wasn't the case uh they just played poor defensively uh De'Aaron wasn't Uh, the De'Aaron he needed to be for the Sacramento Kings to get the win and but it was less again even with De'Aaron what 12 points 14 shots you had 23 from Malik you had nine from Davion you had 19 points from Trey Lyles Uh, you had 30 from DeMontis Sabonis who shot 17 times
4: that's yes, your number. No, that's it, all. It, I just, I'm just, I just saying. I just, it, I just, it, no, no, it, no. no that's your number?
3: No, just, just, There's nothing. Just, Sabonis had 30. He shot 17. It's got nothing to do with nothing. I'm just sharing with the world. I'm a broadcast journalist. with three hours and 37 minutes in. I didn't even mention that. So let me ask you this, though. They scored 120. They could have won the game even with Fox's performance. What they did on the defensive end was unacceptable. Go ahead.
4: I was just going to say, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing devil's advocate.
3: They lost, though. They did, yeah. If you, and that's if an you anomaly.
4: Want, if you want, it is. But I, I, like I said, Devil's Advocate, if you want to beat the Kings, let Domas go off. He can't have Keegan and all these other guys hitting. If he gets 22 and those guys got 12 respectively, we can't keep up. Yeah. I'm just playing Devil's Advocate. I'm yeah,
3: yeah, playing. it's not working. Keegan has zero points. I know, don't like, Domas at 30. No, Keegan, <laughs> Keegan <laughs> played 20 minutes last night. He didn't score zero and 40. No, you're right. Mike, you're right. Mike, Mike went... My, just Mike eliminated him. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, in, Sabonis in, 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 was great, though. Sabonis was, was providing he was the phenomenal. energy. He was, he was see, providing the energy, and that's night. and that's where that's where we have to be. We we just have to be willing to say what we're talking about, and maybe not talk about the Kings and talk about a player or players. We've had no problem talking about Harrison Barnes, Harrison Harrison four of ten last night. Big difference with him having eight points versus 12, 13, 14. He didn't hit any threes last night. We've had no problem talking about Kevin Herter. We've had no problem talking about Davion Mitchell. We talked about Malik Monk and the struggles he was going with earlier this season. I said what I said about Domas. Everybody got mad. It's fine. We have to be willing sometimes to just talk about what it is. And I don't know that there was an energy issue with the Sacramento Kings last night. I think there was an energy issue with De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron
4: Fox is in there. I mean – he didn't get an opportunity, but I mean Keegan.
3: Yeah, Keegan wasn't was doing weird, man. He was no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, Harrison. Harrison. I. I, I saw. Bad, yeah, yeah, I saw Harrison. Yeah. I saw Harrison. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's what you asked for. Yeah. I saw Harrison. What? What's his rebound number? I know it was like four or five. It's four.
4: Way, eight points, four rebounds.
3: If eight points, four okay, rebounds. That's. Fine. I mean, and the and the three, that's the fine. three, the, the 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 biggest difference is. He took he took less shots. He had been up at fourteen per game over the last, I think we're at like ten games now, mm-hmm. and he, he even the amount of threes that he took came down, and he didn't hit any of them. Mm-hmm. That was the difference in HB last night. Yeah. But you you, uh, you know again you had a twenty piece from Malik. Yeah. You damn near had a twenty piece from Trey. Yeah, Trey was Trey was big time. And you Trey talk about I thought Davion was fantastic. Davion Nine Davion points well or not, I was watching Davion on the defense. I thought he was terrific, mm-hmm. but. It didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work.
4: Yeah, and like and like uh like Mike Brown said, you know, you you didn't get the feeling that they left it all out there as a as a group, um, after that game. There was like I'm I'm sure you talk about De'Aaron, I'm sure if you ask De'Aaron in you know, an honest mind I could have played better. I could have been more aggressive yeah. or I could have done something like that. Like I I and, and and those things happen. Those things happen over the course of any games over the course of eighty-two games in the NBA, like you're gonna have that. You just wanna have those as few times as possible. And they just they weren't able to get the win last night. I like I, I I'm I understand what Matt was saying and has been saying, Matt George, about like the Memphis game and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been too broken up if they would have won that game last night Oh no! i would have been like yeah they got things to work on mm-hmm. but they yeah. won i don't play better next time like just win the game and that's 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 what it really comes down to that's the difference between a lot of our moves right now is whether you win or lose and they ended up losing that game last night
3: uh, let's get Ramsey in here. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Ramsey, what's going on, bro?
1: Not, not too much. Just had, I mean, my own takes and observations from what I saw last night. And I mean, yes, I was there. I had to go back and watch it when I got home last night to slow everything down. I mean, I, I, I disagree with the whole. Keegan would have helped. He gave you nothing last. Keegan gave you nothing last night. Honestly, I know they weren't going to do it. But I could have benched the Aaron Fox in the fourth quarter because he gave you nothing as well. And the other thing that I was, I was missing that was working, especially in the second half that they went away from, they stopped going away from Harrison in the post. Harrison would have dominated Detroit in the post because every time he got in the post, especially in the second half, he basically was getting wherever he, wherever he wanted. And you had the uh, group of five that got him back in the third quarter. I personally would have wished Mike Brown would have went back to Trey Lyles much earlier than what he did after Kevin Herter got kicked out with about a minute and a half left. Because mm. I, I felt Trey Lyles might have been able to help with some of the switching and some of the sliding, not just from Jaden Ivey, but you had Alex Burke cooking and Marcus Sasser was doing what he does. That, I mean, that's a normal, if you allow him to play, that's a normal Marcus Sasser game because that's what he did when he was at the University of Houston, and he, he showed what he can do on an NBA level last night.
3: Yeah, Sasser can play. Yeah. So a couple I'm of like things about what Ramsey said. The first one being like Trey played seven minutes, damn near eight minutes in the in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um second of all, I, I don't I don't know if Keegan would have helped or not. My point was I want to see it. Yeah. You show it. me he can't. Yeah. Because Ramsey talking about I would have benched Fox in the fourth. That's fine. You you can feel that way if you want to. I sure as hell wouldn't have no, I wouldn't either. because if De'Aaron is 0 for 20 heading into the fourth quarter, I'm trusting he's going to go uh, five of eight mm-hmm. in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wouldn't, unless I got, you know, multiple guys on a heater where it's like, I'm just going to ride this till, till I can't.
4: Yeah, there ain't no uh, way.
3: I'm not, I'm not benching. I'm not benching <laughs> there Fox. Ain't no way. Yeah. I'm not benching Fox. And the thing with Keegan is like, you yeah, you just got to show me, mm-hmm. show me, he show me. Show me he's not gonna make it. Show me he can't give me anything show me when 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 this kid who his name was tied to for an entire draft is lighting his arena on fire mm. that he can't go stop it. yeah. I get the first quarter sucked mm. second quarter sucked third quarter that's all fine. hey, go fix this all of it now I, I like, and if he fails, he fails. it's fine. keep it moving it's fine i would I would like to
4: wonder what um Mike's mindset was and not having him in there in the fourth quarter. And if he would have took that back at all, I mean, and, 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 to me, when somebody like, if you ask Mike, like, Hey, if you had that over again, would you put Keegan in there? I don't think there's anything wrong with him. saying, yeah, probably an hindsight I should have. Mm-hmm. Cause people make mistakes. Cause people mm-hmm. are in the moment and they they've got their, their, their thoughts going and their reasoning for why they're doing this and that. And then they happen. You know what I'm saying? It happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have had any problem with him saying, you know what, I, I probably should have given him a look. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, all right, yeah, maybe should have. Mistakes happen, but I would, have, I would like to know what his mindset was in that situation.
3: And the tough thing is, in that scenario, who are you taking out?
4: Uh, right? Because you're riding taking, with. He, I know. I know. Ramsey said. Uh, keep Harrison in there. I would have took Harrison out. Okay. Harrison didn't really have it. Because I want Trey Lyles cool. in there the
3: way Trey Lyles yeah. was playing. I'd want Trey Lyles in there.
4: Harrison was cool. He wasn't like bad or anything else like mm-hmm. that. But at in, in, in that point, he's not like your primary scorer and you're bringing somebody in for defense, which Harrison isn't providing. Yeah. So I'd, I would have probably gone with Harrison. Maybe you'd take Herter out too because Herter had lost his shot after that first half or so.
3: Uh, Chris is in here saying Fox just needs some rest. He's got that shoulder. He's got that ankle. Hey, hey, man, I hope I hope everyone who believes that, and there's clearly something going on with his shoulder. There's That's not, you just have to watch the game to see that. Uh, he's going to get a break. Mm-hmm. You've got four games that you've got to either push through, get through, like whatever, but you're going to get a break coming up here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, for those that feel that way, you're putting a lot of pressure on De'Aaron coming out of this, Coming out of this uh, this All Star break uh, to 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 be rejuvenated and you know back to whatever version of De'Aaron Fox you think is it, is the real version of De'Aaron Fox
4: and you know what like Fox will tell you this like he's been banged up before mm-hmm. and played through it he was mm-hmm. banged if he's if he's banged up right now he was banged up on Saturday when he had forty one yeah you know what right. I mean like and he he was able to play through it and play well. Um, there are times, like last year, I know they talked about there was times when he's like, hey, my foot is just too bad. I need to take a game or two. Maybe that's the case. But I didn't think yesterday was – it just it just didn't look as if yesterday was he didn't look right, he was hurt. It looked like he just wasn't engaged the way that he needed to be to have a a, a bigger game last night. That's what it looked like to me.
3: 36 to 21 in that fourth quarter, man. Mm. Once mm-hmm. again, Jaden
4: Ivey, 19 in the fourth That's quarter. That's crazy. <laughs> that, he looked fantastic so, last night, too. He looked really good.
3: Six of six, three of three, four of four, and three assists. Mm. That was his stat line. Mm. Yeah, Absurd. Yeah. Now, really good. Kings aside... I'm happy to see that things are finally clicking, Detroit. Absolutely, because they've been they, they, they've man. been on the uptick for him the last little bit, and I I don't know how close he is to what we saw last night, mm-hmm. but I know he's not a DMP NBA player. No, that's no. not who he is. So the fact that he's there's the, he's he's starting to kind of find his way a little bit in, in this league and with that team, man, I was happy to see that because yeah. I, I still think he is an extremely talented young ball player,
4: Su- super talented ball player. Uh, I think the sky's the limit for him. I, I definitely see a world where, here, you know, it's the theme. Whenever something goes wrong with goes right with the Kings, it's a win-win for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, the The Kings love Keegan and he's a really good ball player. And the Pistons love Jay Nivey, and he's a really good ball player because uh, his, his talent is there, man. And he's he a young dude. And sometimes it takes those young point guards a little longer to get used to uh, the NBA. And I think I was. I think he's going to be a really good ball player.
3: Well, I guess now it boils down to what's Dallas look like. What's Phoenix look like Phoenix moving getting forward? Getting Royce
4: O'Neal, that was a good move for them.
3: It was a good one. I hate that. That's another one. I didn't hate that one as much as the PJ Washington one, but I know that was a name that a lot of. I know you liked Royce O'Neal. Mm-hmm. I know Hammer really liked the idea of Royce O'Neal. So to see him go to a team that's right there, right there in that same, what we call, you know, the same cluster uh, as Sacramento, that, that sucked. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah,
4: so I, I think uh, Dallas, I, I like P.J., but I, I'm just not really sold on Dallas. Like, I think they're, they're cool, they're dynamic with the two scores, but uh, they feel like a playing team to me. They feel like a playing, honestly, the one to really be worried about is uh, New Orleans. You know, yeah. if they get cooking and you the, know, killer get the
3: groove too, you, you can't be tied with New Orleans. Nope. No. Nope. You have to clear New Orleans. And right now, uh, New Orleans and Phoenix are thirty and twenty one, Sacramento was twenty nine and twenty one. And they've got a game and a half on Dallas right now, who's 28 and 23. Mm. As we take a quick peek at Dallas, I had to chuckle a second ago because I've looked up at the screen, you know, 10 times here and just noticed that Phil Jackson is sitting up there. <laughs> yeah. I did not notice Phil. I kept looking at it, like, does that's Kareem next to him, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I kept looking, like, and I don't mean this to, like, they just invite Kareem to everything. <laughs> like, like, where's Irvin? Like, magic ain't there. Irvin,
4: he is, but he's not on the stage. Oh, okay.
3: Okay, um, looking ahead to uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas got, ooh, Dallas got New York coming up here in a couple of minutes. Mm. They got uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the Wizards, the Spurs, and they got the Suns, Pacers, Cavs. Yeah, they got they got the 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 Mavericks got some games coming up. Yeah, they got some games coming what up. They all about. Boy, look at this! March twenty sixth, March 29th set. Yeah, man. Boy, I'm, I'm, oh I'm, I'm boy! Gonna, I'm about to be a both of those. Man, I'm about
4: to be a both of those. And it's like a, and it's like a, uh, it like a Friday, and Saturday, or Thursday and Saturday or something.
3: Uh, March, I don't know. I think it, I'll yeah, tell yeah. you in a second. This March twenty. It's gonna be lit. Yeah, it's a, it's a, well, it's a Tuesday and a Friday. Oh. <laughs> 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 that's close, Casey. Yeah. Yeah, you almost had it. Tuesday and Saturday? That's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, they got it. They, they man, we you know, we going to be running into Kyrie at the at Tiger. <laughs> Kyrie yeah, going to be might out go at home. Man, they really might. That's a might
6: I go home
4: for that's a long
3: minutes. time to be hanging out in Sacramento. Yeah. What do you think we didn't we didn't talk about this for, for obviously. What do you think about Philly uh uh Buddy to Philly? Isn't wasn't that the original Photoshop yeah, jersey? That
4: was, that was one of. The, I think one of them might have been Indiana too.
3: Oh, was it? Okay, I, I remember so. the Philly oh, one. And the, well, the there light. was
4: a game against Philly where he was talking
3: to. Was it Doc, Doc? Rivers? I think, and he was like covering his oh, mouth yeah. talking to him. After yeah. they lost to the Scranton, what they call them? The Sc- oh, the Scranton uh, 86ers, I believe it was. <laughs>
5: yeah.
4: Yeah. Buddy's over there talking to Doc, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> "Get your ass out!" I wouldn't wish this on anybody. <laughs>
3: hey salute Shivano good luck
4: I think he will make the good playoffs though Tilly. but they look awful without Joel
3: they don't they don't look good
4: Maxi I understand it I understand that there's levels to this now it's not just oh you know I put up 30 40 you know just with Joel there and I'm that dude when the when the franchise is looking for you to do everything it's different it's different.
3: Yeah, Philly's lost seven of the last 10. They've lost three in a row. You've got New York surging right now. Of course, you've got the OG and Anobi news where he's out for a minimum of the next three weeks. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean to laugh. Then you got the Bucks, who just. <laughs> well,
4: they got Pat Bev now.
3: That'll help. I'm um, filling up for Drew Holiday. No, I know when things aren't. I know when things aren't working with the franchise, and like everything we're doing is in question. <laughs> go get Pat Bev. <laughs> That'll do it. Go get Pat That'll Bev. Put butts in the seats. Uh, you got it, it, the crazy thing is Cleveland roaring, New York playing phenomenal. They got, the Celtics got five games on the Cavs. Cavs have lost one game in like three months. The Celtics got them by five right now.
8: Yeah,
4: Boston. The Celtics have
3: okay. already hung the Eastern Conference one seed banner up. We'll
4: see. We'll see. They don't win. You got someone catching them? Not catching them. Oh, you said one seed? I yeah, the you one like seed banner.
3: Winning the West Eastern Conference. That's still where I'm leaning. But nah. they're, they're, they're going to. They're the favorites. The, they're they're, they're going to clear the regular but the
4: season.
0: Knicks. That's the second yeah, best team in the East right true. now. I'll say that the Knicks are the second best team. The Knicks are something. Man, I'm more really, worried
3: about the Knicks really, than I'm the y'all Bucks. Really, y'all really, really disrespecting Cleveland. No, Cleveland right there too. That's a, that's who
4: that's what's giving me pause about just giving it to Boston. Why you disrespect Cleveland? I don't think I don't know. We
3: should do it in the playoffs.
4: Cleveland, Cleveland, a
3: real deal. Cleveland, a real uh, deal. can you do it in the playoffs?
0: <laughs> okay, stop. Okay, no, no, you do we got, No, we're not going. We're not going anywhere. We're just gonna <laughs> hang out here for another couple hours. They're in the final four teams every year. What do you mean? They go to the finals, these conference finals every year. Like, what do you want them to do?
4: We're <laughs> trying. Hey, I man, look, look, man. I'm trying, Jennifer. Look, man. Tomorrow is the Friday before the okay.
3: Super Bowl. Okay. Yep. Maybe. All right, Come place on. your best. Man,
4: tomorrow's the Friday. Come on. How many
3: words does D.L.A. speak tomorrow? Come on. It's so a Friday before the Super Bowl, baby. Let's
4: go. Let's go. Hey, I know I ain't been around too long, man, but I'm just saying right now, I got to go to the parade, man, if it happens, man. I got to go to the
3: parade. Man. What do you mean you ain't been around too long? Well, no, I,
4: I was out two, three days earlier this Oh, day. bro, you, you, could go, go you
3: could go to, to parade, San Francisco bro. for the whole week if they win the <laughs> damn Super Bowl. I'm going
4: to go right to the studio. I'm going to do As, the show at, uh, yeah. at, at the game studio.
3: As a matter of fact, I'm going to need you <laughs> – Go ahead. (laughs) I'll I'll be
4: on my phone. We just go walk around. (laughs) Just do the show walking around around
0: town? Don't tell Dame, though. (laughs) Don't tell
5: Dame. (laughs) Well,
6: (laughs) we'll
3: see you tomorrow.
4: Vamos, Kobe.